it hard after seeing you. How hard? Hard like a rock when you make that coochie pop. Good. I'm good. 
Got some good sleep. Bubba slept up on the bed again last night. It was not a problem, except he was right in the fucking middle. It's okay. He's learning. He's learning. Uh, it's hump day. Did I mention it's uh, hump, hump day? day? Hump day. Hump day. Man, oh, man, do we have a stacked show. Like, last night I was putting the show together, and we got mail today, right? And I was like, oh, okay, good. Mail will get us through the day. And then all of a sudden, I found two stories late last night, like at 10.30, 9.30, 30. I would probably sleep by 10, so 9.30-ish, found these stories. And I, I'm starting the shows off with these stories because it shows you where we are now as a country. Because this is absolute, I, I, I can't get to it yet because I'm going to lose my mind. That's right. I, di- I didn't brag about it today. I didn't brag that Angry Arnie was starting the show. But let me tell you, for you people that rise early, you have a fucking treat in front of you today because Angry Arnie is fucking upset and I am pissed. Oh, my God. We'll talk about the shooter. This has nothing to do with the shooter. We will talk about it. Now, let's get some mornings. Good mornings here. Oh, these first two stories that we're going to do before the shooting. I'm ready. I I am ready. I'm ready, Lord, to either be taken home or we're going to start a fight. We're just going to start a big fucking war. Uh, Good morning, Braddy Kid. First one here. She says, good morning. What the fuck, you slackers? Never knew you guys would be late for hump day. I mean... Seriously, I mean, it is, it, it is hump day. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Uh, Straight Fire says being second on ass hump day. Hump day, hump day, hump day. I'll take it. Well, thank you, Straight Fire. Andrew says morning, Braddy. Happy hump day, y'all. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Uh, LMAO, Braddy, I can't be first every day. Then those who sleep in will feel bad. Uh, Christopher says good morning, Hoochie Mamas. Dave Co says, good morning. I can't wait to hump. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Kale says, hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Kale then says, you mean that shooting by that Muslim dude in Colorado? Oh, just, hey. Oh, wait wait till you hear the just delicious, just a delicious story that I have to go along with that. Oh, man. I, I Wait, where the hell did it go? I, I need to find this. Okay, there's that one. Oh, where? Where'd it go? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't take that story. Hmm, all right. Well, I, I got to start with these stories anyway. Uh, top of the morning to you, ass fam. Looking forward to the show, morning. Well, thank you, Alicia. Top of the morning to you, too. Uh, all right. Let, let, let's just go. You guys ready? Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Shit, 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 shit. My bad. Can't do it yet. We got to do something else first. I'm reorganizing all my sound effects, so, uh, sound effects might be strange for the next couple days. Just letting you know. It's t-shirt time? No, this looks not strange. No, it's not. It's t-shirt time. Yeah. Oh, it's the big one. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Everybody knows it's t-shirt time. Today's the goodie. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up now. 
I'm just trying to let everybody yeah, know. So they put shut up, Angelina, before I slap you. Today's T-shirt, I have been waiting on this T-shirt for, for years. To me, this is the pinnacle of Leonard Skinner T-shirts. You know how much I love Leonard Skinner. This is from their 1974 tour when they were supporting this song right here. This is the greatest Leonard Skinner shirt ever. You can see some bars behind that skull. There are no stars, but there are some bars, baby. Oh, so I found this shirt finally. Finally found this shirt. I've been looking for this shirt for years, right? I found it on a website, and it was like $14.95. Now, I got, I got, I, they, y'all come close. Y'all come close. Y'all know I get a lot of T-shirts and a lot of shit I order. I ordered it, and see, here's the bullshit thing. If it's cheap, then you, you need to start scratching your head and go, oh, I bet you that's from China. I mean, directly from China. Like, when you get the shipping receipt, it's all in fucking Mandarin. And you got to fucking figure out some way to decode it to find out that your shipment's going to take 17 months to get to you. All right. Good morning, Sassy Pammy. So that's the way this shirt was. And then I just got bummed. Because you see, Chinese sizes and American sizes are way off. A Chinese 5XL is not a 5XL. A Chinese 5XL is about a large let me tell you, trying to put that 5XL on is not fun. So I, I I took the shirt and I said, hey, we need to transfer this logo to another shirt. Got it done. So there's your T-shirt time for today. So bam. How about that? Oh, we got we got we got some doozies coming up here for baseball and all, all kinds of cool shit coming up. All right, here we go. Now this is a commercial. Now, I saw a Republican pundit, one of these right-wing speakers who works for Ben Shapiro. He was talking about this. I'll give him credit because he was the first one that found this. Uh, But I think this is definitely worth talking about. This is a commercial for Pantene shampoo. I don't use shampoo because I'm bald. I wash my head, yes. I use soap and water. Every time I shave my head, I know that I'm washing my head because the, the against the grain is with soap. So this is an ad, and it features two lesbian moms and their son. Well, kind of. We'll play it, and then I'm going to go through some points here, and uh, I want to get what you take on this. For LGBTQ kids, hair is more than it looks. It's how you are seen. Sawyer is an old soul. She is our uh, spunky and creative kiddo. Sawyer also happens to be a transgender girl. Now, 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 I remember the first. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, 24 seconds. Uh, Let me me tell you the truth. Uh, Sawyer is about, looks like 10, maybe 11. Maybe at the most. Remember that. 
punk thing. Um, she was out in the community wearing the clothing she wanted in her hair and she kind of was herself. And that was the first day where I saw her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, okay, hold on, I gotta pause that. Uh, one, oh wait, no, that's 35. 35 seconds into it. She has always been super gender creative and hair has been a big part of her transition. Once she told us that she identified as a girl, she immediately wanted to grow her hair out. It made me feel good and confident, and it made my insides match my outsides. This was a kid who uh, knew who she was from such a young age, uh, and as a mom, you always worry about your kids being um, loved and accepted. So I'm always telling Sawyer to never hide who she is, always be herself, never be afraid to step out and exist as the person that she is. Looks like they've been allowing this child Our to- Our family motto is everybody loves everybody no matter what path you follow. It means I can be who I am no matter what. It doesn't matter because everybody loves me. And you have a speech impediment. My advice is just be yourself and don't let anybody tell you who you are. My advice is Rosetta Stone. All right, yeah, you can say all that shit's mean, all you want. All right, let, let, let's go back. Uh, DNA Morgan, what's up, buddy? Uh, good morning, Arnie and Ass family. Uh, is that your secret to a soft and silky head? Yes, it is. Arnie has to be bald uh, because him in a Pantene commercial will be hotter than his Katie Couric video. <laughs> Whoa, so they don't need gender reassignment. They need shampoo. This country is fucking doomed. Sorry, all. It's just over. Yeah, straight fire. I'm with you. Let's go back to the 24-second mark. And, and I want you to pick up on something that this, this, this lovely mother says. Sawyer also happens to be a transgender girl. I remember the first time she was out right in the here. community right wearing the clothing she wanted in her hair, and she kind of was herself. And that was the first day where I saw her. Now, what does that say about a mama? The kid was out. They, 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 I don't know how long they've had Sawyer, but they allowed Sawyer to start dressing like a girl at a way younger age than this video is at. And that was the first time, so she doesn't recognize men. This is such an obnoxious lesbian that she says that she didn't even see her own child? Are you fucking kidding me? How does somebody like this get children? That was the first time I saw her. So did you hate her otherwise? Was she just a, a write-off? Oh, that's fucking, that is infuriating right there. Oh, but it gets better. Because it, maybe y'all can help me with this. I don't know what this means. She has always been super gender creative. and What does that mean? What does super gender creative mean? Does she put wieners in the ear? I, I, I mean, is one ear a wiener and the other's a vagina? What is gender creative? Is that painting with your, your, your blood or your semen or your squirt? I, I don't know. And this could sound like a very big anti-trans 
talk that I'm doing right. It's not. What I think is it's terrible that you're allowing an eight-year-old, because at the end of this video, it shows her dancing around in girls' clothes. And I'll, I'll say her. I'll, I'll pretend to follow along. That this eight-year-old is allowed to pick her sexual orientation at the age of eight. V. Coop says, I just asked Siri what that meant, and she called me a little bitch. Let's see. Hey, Siri. What is gender creative? No, you idiot. You messed it up. She got me the definition of gender. What 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 is gender creative? Perfect. This is such a yes. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do as a parent. If you're wondering if you need if you need to write this one down, call Addict to Brian. OMFG, my son continuously tried to wear my heels and got into my nail polish. Should I have told him it was okay and then started dressing him like in his sister's clothing? No, I told him those are mine, those are girl shoes, and to stop it. As a parent, that is what you're supposed to do. No, those are girl's clothes. You're a boy. Do girls' clothes look more comfortable? Sure. You ain't got to worry about a fucking belt? Shit, yeah. I seen some of them sundresses you gals wear. Shit. But that's for y'all. I can't wear that shit. I'm a man. Now, then the kid fucks up big time. Hold on a second here. Let's get to where the kid messes up. Because the kid says something, and, and, and I'm sorry, she's a kid, but th- th- this th- I, can't, I, I can't go on with this. Confident, and it made my insides match my outsides. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What was that one more time? Just, just real quick, hon, what was that one more time? It's match my outsides. Your insides match your outsides? Yeah. The kid who... No, no, no. You see, they don't. Because you still have a penis. I, I don't think they do surgeries on anybody under 18, do they? I, I'm not sure. Uh, Arnie needs some Lululemon leggings. I wonder at what age these militant lesbian moms start pumping hormone blockers into the child, causing irreparable damage. I, You know what? I'll, I'll go this far. I bet you they wanted to start. Because you only hear from, like, one mom in this whole video. They're, both moms are in here. You've got the mom, and then you've got the one that looks like dad. Here, Here's the video. Oh, wait. I don't know if I can. Can I? Can, can I share? Uh... I just, I, I just, uh, all I want to copy.
copy video URL. Okay. Paste. Here you go. You can watch the video now. I saw this last night, and I was beside myself. This is nothing more than gender engineering. You got these two lesbians, and it looks like they have another kid in the house, like the commercial plays, and it looks like that there's a brother. By the way, nice to see him mentioned whatsoever. Knew who whatsoever. she was from such a young age. She knew who she was. As a mom, Had her da- you always worry about your kids being um, loved and accepted. So I'm oh, yeah, she was. they had this kid dressing like a girl at like five. And exist as the person that she is. Is it the Dave Rubin video? Is this the one that he talked about? Uh, he, he works for the Shapiro or Shapiro Network. I can be who I am no matter what. It doesn't matter because everybody loves me. I don't. My I don't know you. My advice is just be yourself and don't let anybody tell you who you are. Those who make us feel seen, make us feel loved. Pantene. Come on. Really? I mean, honestly, this is nothing more than a social engineering project. These two are doing exactly what the stereotypical white trash redneck people thought gays adopting would do. Do you remember that? Do you remember what, like, like when they first started allowing gay couples to adopt? All those militant and old people and white trash people said, oh, they're going to turn them all into gays. And everybody had to fucking back that. No, they're not. They just want to have a family. They just want to live the American dream. You made up all these things. The piano music, too. Barf. <laughs> uh, these, these two lesbians are engineering this child. And instead of calling them out, Pantene is now putting them on a pedestal. This is the exact same as my disdain and hatred for 16 and pregnant. 16-year-old girls shouldn't be getting pregnant. I'm just going to throw that out there, okay? You shouldn't. Look, it happens all the time. I'm not saying that's good. But, look, we can look in the rule books of life and probably say 16 might be a little early to have a kid. But 16 and pregnant glamorizes it. And Pantene has just done the exact same thing. Uh, I need to ask where the fucking dad, where's the fucking dad? Sounds like mommy is angry and daddy for walking out on her because she's an unsufferable cunt. Well, this mommy is with another mommy. It's a lesbian couple. And the guy in there, or the, the, the male lesbian, the top, if you will, Knows her place. She ain't going to say nothing to to mom in charge. Because there's one mom talking. She's the one in charge. We've all seen these couples. We all know these couples. The meek one, usually the man, just stands over the corner and the wife does everything. Handles everything. 
Uh, Kale Dad found a normal woman to spend his life with straight up left that crazy bitch. I hope so. I got this just this bothers me to no end when I see stuff like this because this is not truthful. This is not truthful in in my opinion. And I, I'm trying not to be any anti-LGTBQXYAIZ dot winking eye emoji. I'm, I'm sure the winking eye emoji will be part of that group soon anyway. Uh, I'm not trying to bash them. It, it just seems like this movement, instead of getting the... The backing that they want is social backing, this this movement. They want it to be socially acceptable. And for the most part, it's to, it is socially acceptable. But now they've got corporate sponsorship. <laughs> they got Pantene. They got all these companies that are gay-friendly because, God forbid, you say that this is wrong. I'll say it. I think it's wrong. Personally, I think this is wrong. If that kid at 18 wants to grow her hair out and wear a dress everywhere she goes, hey, more power to her. But she's a kid. And this is just you saying, hey, look at my kid. Now adorn me with money. You don't think Pantene paid them? How much do you think that girl got? Girl didn't get shit. Mama and Mama got everything. Well, Mama, the the talking Mama, she was the one who got everything. (sighs) My boyfriend's baby Mama loved that show and got pregnant at 17. She's very fortunate. My boyfriend makes great money. She lives like a queen on that child support and drives a luxury car. There's a shocker. I hate to, I hate sixteen and pregnant. Oh, I I I think it's all I think it's the abysmal show. I I think it's the worst thing MTV's ever created. I know I sound like the old man on the porch, but sometimes I enjoy that old man on the porch so much. Because all that show does is highlight how cool it is. If you're a sixteen year old girl, I, uh, ladies in the ass family, do me a favor. Do me a quick favor. Okay. Where the hell are my damn sound? Go back in time. When you were 16, if they told you that all you got to do is get pregnant and you can be on MTV and you're going to make money, you would do it. Yes, Sassy Pammy, I agree with everything you were saying. It encourages little whores. It encourages girls. And then they had the, the, the teen mom show. So it went from 16 and pregnant to teen mom to show these girls, look how easy it is. I believe one has been in and out of rehab for the last 15 years. There's one that went to prison. One turned to the lovely lifestyle of pornography. You only got like one, maybe two regular ones out of that whole group. Brady Kidd says, shit, I was 16 pregnant before it was cool. Exactly. You were a trendsetter. 
Scott says this poor kid is being used like youth sports dads that put so much pressure on their kids. They need to snap and can't function later in life. Well, let, 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 sports dads, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just pushing. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I know the ones that you're talking about. These are the overzealous sports dads. These are the dads that get in their kid's face. Like, if my, kid, if my dad yelled at me on the baseball field because I watched strike three go by, I think that's just normal. My dad gets in my face and makes me start running laps. I think that's one of those sports dads that you're talking about. I agree with you. They're terrible. They're rotten. Just like these two moms are rotten. After 16 and pregnant aired its first season, it dropped the teen pregnancy rate. I watched the show when I was pregnant. I enjoyed following the first uh, two season girls. Did it really drop the teen pregnancy rate? I mean, the show's been on forever. Ghost and Bass says 16-year-olds are little whores anyways. Now it's just glorified. This girl, though, I, I don't know. This girl's, what, 11? This girl is 11 years old, and they're like, well, you're a girl. What happens at 18? We've all seen enough TV shows and bullshit shows uh, in, in make-believe in fiction to where when that kid at 18 finally stands up to that overbearing parent, Is that going to happen here? What happens in that case? Uh, I don't think that anyone can say the show 16 and Pregnant is responsible for dropping the percentage of teen pregnancy. Uh, I thought the show was great. They showed you how uh, you're not mentally equipped to deal with being a parent. The majority of the boyfriends were douchebags, pieces of shit. That doesn't glamorize anything, in my opinion. I understand what you're saying, but what it what what to me the the bigger picture is is look, all you gotta do is get pregnant. We're gonna put you on MTV and we're gonna take care of you for a long time. Because if you look at some of those girls that went from 16 and pregnant, then to Teen Mom, the first decade of those kids' lives has been a lot easier than any regular 16 year old and pregnant. They got MTV paying for everything. Uh, I wasn't a whore. I was just exploration friendly. <laughs> I mean, let, let's say that, that that there's not a doctor out there that will do this surgery. You know, that, that'll cut his wiener off before he's 18. I, I hope that's the rule. I, I don't know if it is. I, I would doubt it's the rule. Uh, at 18, this young girl, let, let's just say, I don't have any things that say she's going to stand up to this, but what happens if she does stand up to that mom? And she wants to be a boy, and she wanted to be a boy this whole time. It was mom that was driving her, like the sports dads. I didn't want to play baseball all those years, but you made me. At 18, what did she do? She's been pumped with these hormones for the last, I don't know, nine, ten years. How long does that take to get out of your system? Can it get out of your system? And God forbid that they even had the surgery. 
I just I, I don't I, I don't think that this girl is gonna have a good shot. I, I think she's got a couple of parents who are out there using her and, and putting her out on display. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But we'll see. So there you go. There, there's the first thing that I saw last night before I went to bed that made me lose my mind. Um, and then, oh boy. <laughs> straight fire, straight fire is on fire. He goes, you know how to make best way to make a hormone? Don't pay her. <laughs> Oh, Douglas, Doug, Douglas, we aren't even going to approach that. What if she commits suicide? We aren't even going to talk about that. All right, you guys ready for this one? Get ready. The war is on, people. And I, I, I don't say that lightly. I, I do not say that the war is on lightly. Have you ever heard of a, a small company called Cigna? Oh, yeah, they're, they're actually one of the world's largest health communi- uh, health insurance providers. Yeah, they have gone to all their HR. Wait, hold on a second here. Let's see what this link is. Lisa gave me a link. New study finds teen, teen mom contributed to record declining. Okay, well, that's cool. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alicia. Cigna has reportedly gone to all of their hiring managers and have told them in an encouraging way to avoid hiring White males at the company. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I just said? To avoid hiring white males at the company. According to a report from the Washington Examiner, employees have been asked not to consider white men in hiring decisions. Cigna employees are also expected to undergo racist and discriminatory sensitivity training on topics such as white privilege, gender privilege, and religious privilege. Are you fucking kidding me? A company has come out and said, don't hire white people? Uh, that's fucking racist! When, 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 when can people... 
take the fucking blinders off. They're telling people to not hire you because you're white. I thought we were all American. I thought in this day and age of of the horrible and deadly coronavirus, and now that the guy from Scranton is in office, that we're all going to get along. And within two months, you come out and say, don't hire white people? Are you fucking kidding me? I guess religion is only privilege if you live in the U.S. I fucking hate these groups. Now, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's take a look at some of this shit. We'll go back to the white thing here in a second, but. White privilege. Okay, we've talked about that to, I, I, I don't know, to the nth degree. And I'm sick of talking about bullshit white privilege. Gender privilege. Okay, now that's something we haven't really talked about. Let's talk about gender privilege. Are are men more favored than women in a lot of places? Absolutely. I ain't going to say that there's no... That, that there's no way you lean more, you lead towards a man. Is that right or wrong? Well, for me, it depends on what the job is. Honestly. If you have to lift giant pallets all day long in the heat, I'm probably going to hire a man. I'm not saying a woman can't do it. But I'll say that a man could probably do more. Not putting women down whatsoever there. But if I were to fucking throw out an edict and say, you cannot hire any women at this workplace, well, wouldn't that be sexist? Wouldn't they shut my work site down, like, immediately because I'm not offering an equal ground playing field? Right? I, I, I mean, I'm right, right? No? Hmm, that's weird. And religious privilege? I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Religious privilege? So that means you're gonna you're gonna use some anti-Muslim words, huh? Oh, that's right. You're not. You're gonna be just talking about Christianity. You see, because those people who have to pray eight times a day, they're allowed to pray eight times a day thanks to that little thing called the fucking Constitution. We are going to talk about President Biden and him going after guns and doing all this fucking, this knee-jerk reaction to the shootings. Unbelievable. But they're telling people, do not hire white folks. By the way, this is just going to go away. This is a story that's not being reported anywhere. Douglas, did you send this story to me? Are you the one who sent that story to me last night? Because as soon as you sent it to me, yep, you did, Douglas. Thank you. I, I did. I all I had to read was the headline. I was like, "Yep, that's making the show tomorrow." 
What's next? Taking the white stripes off the flag and putting black ones on instead? Don't ask, Andrew. Andrew, hey, hey, hey. I'd be afraid I'd fart if I had to bend over and pray that many times. I'm still waiting for white month. Oh, stop. Stop. I I mean, come on. Look, you you, you ain't never going to get a fucking white month. You ain't never going to get white history. You ain't never going to get to say white power and get away with it. You're never going to say white lives matter. I'm here to manage your expectations. Those things are never going to happen. We have to get the conquistador ship swinging the other way first. We are upside down now on the conquistador ride. You know that ride everybody loves? That ride that everybody loves at Six Flags? It swings so high up on one side, and then it'll swing to the other side real high. We're fucking upside down. That's how upside, we're upside down right now. We're telling seven-year-olds that they're a different sex, and we're saying don't hire white people. And all of that is okay in America. Uh, come again? You, you want to try that one back on for me? I, I don't get it. I, I just, I, I, I don't understand things. Okay, I am looking right now. I am looking at the front page of Fox News. That's where I get a lot of my news. The first story, of course, is about the shooter, okay? Let's see. Uh, uh, mainly about the shooter. No, I don't see the word Cigna. Hmm, Cigna nowhere. Cigna, 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 Cigna. Nope, not being reported anywhere. I'm going to give you their answer, Cowboys girl. You're not going to like it. And by the way, I have nothing to go along with this. I'm going to answer your question. Her question is this. Why can't we celebrate being white? Everyone else can celebrate their nationality. Well, that's racist. That's it. I don't have to explain anymore. Don't, 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 don't ask for an explanation. I don't have to give one. I, I've given you the answer because that's racist. Don't ask me how is that racist. I don't know how it's racist. Cowboys girl, I don't know how it's racist. I don't know how saying all lives matter is racist. But I know how the game is played, and the game is played in a way that I don't want to play it. You're not going to hire people based on the color of their skin. That's racist. Isn't isn't that like Jim Crow? That's what they say, but it isn't. I understand. They don't have an answer for it. And here's the thing. Here's here's the, the, the beef that I have. They don't have an answer for it, and nobody requires them to have an answer for it. Nobody calls him to the curb and go, well, we need an explanation. This is what happens. People feel bad because, oh, they've been oppressed. Those people were oppressed for a long time. 
Now, I don't know if these people were actually oppressed at any time. Somebody who's 30 right now, who went to a private school growing up because their father was a heart surgeon. Then they went to an Ivy League college, and now they're out on their own, and they're making six figures, and they just so happen to be black. How are they oppressed? How have they ever been oppressed? Yet those people are going to be handed reparations? How have they been oppressed? How dare you answer that? Ask that question, Arnie. That's racist. No, that's not a racist question. See, I, I, I'll fight back. I'll fight back, and I will, I will talk until I can no longer talk about this. That's not an answer. And I would say that to him. I'd be like, that's not an answer. Why can't we celebrate being white? You can celebrate being black. Why can't I celebrate being white? Well, that's racist. How is that racist? Well, I don't know. I just, I, I just know it's racist. How, wait, wait, wait. You can celebrate based on you're celebrating your, your life and your culture based on the color of your skin. Yes. I'm not allowed to do that because it's racist then. Yes. You see, that piss in the wind. See what happens. Just piss in the wind and see what happens. The wind blowing at you, Dave Coe. <sighs> All right, let's let's go through this shooting, shall we? Let 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 let's get caught up on it. Thank you for letting me go off on these two stories. I can't believe I did not save the story about Kamala Harris's niece. You know this niece who's come out, who's already had to uh, apologize for trying to make money off her aunt being in as vice president? This same niece who came out and before any reports were released, called the mass shooter white. By the way, if you haven't heard yet, uh, the mass shooter is uh, Ahmad Al-Alawi Alicia. And this is what we know about him. A, he's a dirtbag. Let's see. He's from Denver. Uh, Let's see. Got his gun like six days before the shooting. Uh, Police are investigating the motive for the attack, and they say they are collecting statements from him. The affidavit also describes how one of his relatives recalled seeing him playing with a gun. She thought it looked like a machine gun about two days earlier. The relative said she and other family members were upset that he for playing with the gun in the house and then took the gun and believed that by the time of her interview with the police on Monday, the gun was back in her room or his room. Well, yeah. Uh, he has light skin so he can be labeled as white, therefore hate crime. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm part Italian, and we were slaves once, too. Everyone was not all treated badly. Mm-hmm. Might as well be named Jack Johnson with a white name like that. Yeah. This, okay. Uh, his senior year, I guess in 2018, he was a senior in high school. They had wrestle-offs to see who made varsity. He lost his match and then quit the team and yelled out in the wrestling room that he was going to kill everybody. They said they were all kind of freaked out about it, but nobody did anything. Uh, Quote, I just know he was a pretty cool kid until something made him mad. And then whatever made him mad, he went over the edge way too far. He assaulted a, a classmate in 2017 by punching him repeatedly, including in the head. That's just a fight. Now, there's lots and lots of stories going on. And I don't know what you guys have heard. They said that he had a rifle in there that looked like an AR-15. They're not disclosing it. He did have a handgun, too. By the way, most most mass shooters use handguns. Just want to put that out there. Oh, fuck you, Michael Moore. Oh, God damn, God damn it. Now, now, okay, this is it. This is fucking it. I need to get Michael Moore's phone number. I fucking hate this fat fuck. This guy immigrated to America from Syria. Syria, you know, war-torn Syria. Where they sell rocket launchers on the street. There is no seven-day wait in Syria for a gun. Thank you, Douglas. Michael Moore makes me look thin. I appreciate that. Wait. I'll still take it. From a land, from an area, you can can buy an AK-47, a Russian model AK-47, right next to a place that has hummus. And you ain't got to wait. And those aren't semi-automatic. They're selling fully automatic. If you got money, you can buy a nuke over there, probably, on the street. But this is what Michael Moore said. Are you ready? This is a level of stupidity that I have yet to see in my lifetime. You ready? Here we go. Yeah, this deserves this. Michael Moore says the Boulder gunman from Syria proves anyone can truly assimilate into American culture. So we're the only culture that has guns? Wait, wait. What? You see videos from Durdistan and Shittistan. And you see seven-year-olds carrying AKs around. But this guy assimilated to being American. Why? Because he was shopping at a grocery store? 
Are you fucking kidding me? Are I, I seriously? Oh, he assimilated to be an American. You, you see, Syrians they don't shoot anything. Steel icon. Is he saying that mass shootings of unarmed people is an American culture? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget about all the grocery stores that have just blown up overseas due to terrorism. And they're not American. This is the kind of guilt-ridden Americans that we need to get rid of. Go somewhere else. Fucking give them drinking water. Let them behead you right in your village because you don't assimilate to their laws. I don't care, Michael Moore. That is easily the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Easily. And I've heard some dumb shit. I mean, for Christ's sake, I have to hear myself talk every fucking day. I'm just going to, let's just do it right now. Artie State Show, we are canceling Michael Moore. Michael Moore, canceled. You dumb, fat fuck. God damn. I, I, you know, I didn't think I could hate that fat fucker anymore. Well, I do. Let's see what else. Please, I surrender. I'm naked. Oh, there's a report. You know, we've all seen this guy walking out, and he got shot or something in the leg. I don't know what happened to his leg. He's got blood all over his leg. And they walked him out in what looked like boxers and no shirt or anything like that, big hairy chest. A lot of people said he might have been wearing a BLM shirt. I've heard that. We will have video of this soon. Or at least we will have video of him walking in the store. Let's see. Zach's checking in. He says, last I checked, there are people in the Middle East who use big guns to shop in town. Yes. Oh, I I was covering all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you can buy a rocket launcher in the streets of Syria if you have the money. It's funny how these people with money never go uh, live months in the end in these poor countries, uh, but they run their mouths. Uh, oh, go live in those poor countries? No. No, of course they're not going to go there. No, it's dirty. It's gross. They'll send the money. That's the same. And then they don't send the money. Uh, Colorado cop killed. He just wanted to serve. I kept hearing that about him. Um, Boulder shooting suspect. Uh, what we know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what else there is. Uh, the FBI knew about this guy before. He's being charged with ten counts of first degree murder. They got him on tape. How is there even? I mean, 
lives in a pretty decent looking house in Colorado. Nice. And of course, JoJo the dancing idiot who we got in office. Yep. This has just got him on fucking red. He, he is on fire for gun control. And all the stories I heard this morning made me laugh because even with all the Democrats they have, they still aren't going to get enough votes. That cop had seven kids, and the guy doesn't look 21. He has a huge bald spot, a beer belly, and looks like he's 55. He really does. Well, and then and then the dumbest person that we have working in our government. I know that's saying something. They're like you're like, wait a second, you already mentioned Joe. No, I'm talking about Ihan Omar. That fucking cunt. I, I you know what? She deserves the C level word. She is a cunt. The shooter's race she tweeted this out yesterday and she's getting hammered for it. The shooter's race or ethnicity seems front and center when they aren't white. Otherwise, it's just a mentally ill young man having a bad day. Narratives drive our response to awful crimes committed against innocent people. Pay attention to these responses and who is targeted. All right, well, first of all, first of all, it was one of your people. It was uh, your vice president's niece that said this guy was white that made it uh, a white versus everything else thing. And by the way, so far, pretty much every mass shooting in America, minus the one down at the gay nightclub, down in Florida, they've all been white people. D.C. Sniper wasn't, but that's not a mass shooting. That was a serial killer. All these school shootings, they're white kids. Omar is a fucking retail. She really is. She's really stupid. This is a Muslim guy. And by the way, by the way, of course it makes all the difference in the world. That that piece of shit that shot up the black church in, was it South Carolina? Not the university one. He was Asian. Oh, the kid at uh, oh uh, Virginia Tech. You're right. You're right about that. Guy who did the mass shooting at the University of Texas, one of the very first mass shootings ever, white. Is it well, okay then? I, I mean, I, I look. This is why we have groups like the Behavioral a- Analysis Unit for for FBI. Uh, there would have been one more Muslim shooter in Garland. His dumbass made a mistake and fuck with a Texan. Yeah, you come to Garland. Two motherfuckers came all the way. They were decked out in body armor. Came all the way from Pahonix, Arizona. 
they were going to shoot up some kind of drawing of Muhammad contest that was going on, some tongue-in-cheek thing, in order to support Charlie Hebo, Hedo, or whatever that thing was in France. These two motherfuckers show up. They get out of their car. They're walking towards the, the Garland Convention Center. One Garland cop pulled out his service revolver and busted a cap in both those motherfuckers' heads. Killed them. Dead. Terror, zero, Garland, two. Fuck you. <laughs> Straight fire, yeah. Why are we? Why is this surprise? The majority of this country, for the moment, are white. Yeah, you're right. Well, see, this is the thing. You understand. When you hear the word minority, you don't automatically think, oh, that person's a racist for saying minority. That's the funny thing is that when you try to say things like, oh, well, you're in the minority. I'm not black. No, 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 you're not. You're just in the group of less people want that. That's what minority means. doesn't mean that you're Mexican or black or Indian or Chinese. It means there aren't as many of you as there are of other groups. I'm so proud of that Garland, Texas story. That's such a badass story. I hope someday I get to meet that cop. And it was my hometown. That's even better. That's even better. It, it, the only thing that would have made it bet, the, the greatest is if they would have had it at my high school. By the way, update real quick. They have come out with the new logo and the team mascot for my beloved South Garland. We used to be the South Garland Colonels. Football games were great. Why? Because, man, oh, man. You have a, a guy dressed up like a colonel down on the field. It's fantastic. Football team runs out. No, 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 no more of that. No, now they are now known as the <sighs> South Garland Titans. Yeah, and they have like like an Ultimate Warrior type mask as the logo. I, I didn't vote for that. I, I went with Tommy's suggestion of Chupacabras. I mean, my original one was Colonels, of course. You know, I think today, today or this week maybe, maybe this week, I might have to drive by South Garland High School and, uh, well, just stop by and have that played in the, in the truck.
granted, I'd probably be arrested, so I, I, I probably won't do that. Uh, white people are a minority in California. Is it true? Was it Mexican? And then white? If you add up white against every other minority in California, then yes, it is true. But if you go minority uh, group by group by group by group, I'd like to see those numbers. Yeah, us uh, beaners are the majority in California. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, I, I I don't understand why we're going to have, uh, what is the guy? I heard a story this morning about gun control. I, I know that he's really, really trying to push it. He's trying to get on board with it right now. And the gun industry says they're ready for a surge in demand. You got damn right they are. They know how to do business. That's what you got to do. You got to do business there. By the way, sad story here. Actor George Siegel, who's on that show, The Goldbergs, he died this morning. He's 87 years old. That's it. They're not really saying more anymore about this. Uh, CNN's just dog shit. Supreme Court to discuss case that could expand Second Amendment rights. Ugh. Control. If history is any guide, fears of future restriction prompt gun owners to stock up. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. We got mail we got to do today. So, and I, I think I, I'm not sure if there's an ask in that. I'm not sure. According to 2018 census, California's population was 59.9, 59.5 white, 36% non-Hispanic white. 14% Asian, 13 other race, 5% black or African American, 0.8 Native American, Alaskan, Pacific Islander, 5 from, okay, there you go. All right, that's from 2018. All right. Uh, when we come back, we will do the, let's see. Oh, oh, oh I got to save that story for when we come, yeah, after mail. We still have to talk about uh, all kinds of shit. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, bunch of damn idiots. They all are. All right, 775-357-FANS number, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. Said, say a prayer for me. She threw her arms around him, whispered, God will keep us free. They could hear the riders coming. He said, This is my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the 
shows you just write me at arnie radio one at gmail.com it's that easy you can text me 
775-357-FANS, or you can write it up here on Mixer. I'll read your mail up here on Mixer. Uh, first one, though, we got right here. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this one says, Dear Arnie, I just saw a post about you getting back into golf. I put a post up. Guess who's back? Back again. Uh, I didn't know that you stopped playing. I know that you used to love to play, and you played all the time, and I think you played some really cool places. Anyways, glad to see that you're on the links again, my man. Hopefully we can play sometime when you're back in California. Doug. Oh, that's a good I know that guy. That guy's great. Um, yeah, I know who wrote that one. Uh, yes, I did give up golf. I gave up golf for about three years. Two years, three years. Um, recently, I, I did not celebrate this fact. It just so happened to be... Uh, March 16th was the uh, fourth year of my dad passing. Uh, I was playing after he passed for another, I don't know, four or five months. I got my house robbed when I was out playing golf, and I just said, you know what, enough's enough. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. And I, I, I stopped playing golf because I didn't have anybody to talk to about it because at that time I was playing the best golf of my entire life. And the only person who ever asked me about my golf was my dad. So I was like, well, I don't have anybody to talk to about it, so I ain't going to fuck it. I don't, I don't care. I'm, you know. And then I realized, wait a second, I talk to my dad every single night, so why can't I talk to my dad on the golf course? So there you go. So I uh, got some clubs. Uh, weather looks like it's going to be decent today, hopefully not too windy. That's the case. Before all this weather comes in tonight, I'm going to go hit some balls today. Uh, but yes, played some really cool places. I fuck, name it. I played there. Pretty much, Pinehurst played there. TPC Sawgrass played there. Bay Hill played there. Doral played there. Los Colinas and Dallas played. Pebble Beach done, a number of times. Uh, what's that one? Uh, uh, Riviera played it. Palm Springs played them. Bandon Dunes played them. Best course in Sacramento, I think, still is uh, Yokodihi. That's still the name of it out at uh, Cash Creek. Great golf course in the Sacramento area. If you've never played it, play that golf course. So there you go. Uh, but yes, looking forward to start playing again. First, I got to go to the range, get all the fucking kinks and all the shit out of my system because I don't want shit to bet on the course. I don't want to be breaking any damn windows again. Not that I ever broke windows the first time. No, Get no. Shut, stop it. Next Hold mail listen here. Listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie. Dude. How awesome was watching Biden fall down? <laughs> that is the best thing I have seen since the entire lockdown started. If only Kamala would have been around for a takedown or an assist. The video you posted was awesome. Thanks for the laughs all the time. That's from Mark. That was, uh, Dave Coe says he played Cash Creek. That, that course is amazing. First hole alone is fucking worth playing. The entire course. There's only, Cash Creek, I think, has one bad hole. 
Okay, it's one hole that doesn't fit the golf course. It's like 15, 14 or 15. It's after the long par three. You got a blind tee shot where you hit it in this big open field. And then you got to hit it over these trees and you still can't see the green. Now, if you drive up and you see where the green is compared to those trees, you just carry it over them trees with the driver. Uh, I would like to note that Arnie, <laughs> through Arnie's golf career, he always wore appropriately sized pants. I'm looking at you, John Rahm. Fucking John Ram has gone to even tighter pants this year. Like last year, he was letting his nuts breathe. John, John, you're a heavy guy. You're not fat. But compared to the other golfers out there, you are a big dude. Don't wear such tight pants. I, I will say this right now. I will. I, I am offering this. I guarantee. John Ram, you take me on as your stylist. I bet I will have you in clothes that have you winning the Masters and one of the Opens this year alone. This year. I'm just telling you right now. You got that right, Christopher. John Ram is an excellent ball striker. The motherfucker's he's too locked up down there. Get him some fucking... Nice fucking Zanella pants. Have a, a, a beautiful fucking drape to him. Make sure we get him a, a couple sizes where he's got some room in there to wiggle. Motherfucker will be winning. He'll be the next Tiger Woods. Uh, I can see Kamala actually pushing Joe down the stairs and cracking her Joker laugh. <laughs> Why so serious? Oh, Joe Biden falling down was so fan. It was epic. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, too. And and it the the thing about him falling down, he did it three times. And what made it even better is that his handlers, oh, it was the wind. Well, that says a lot about America. Our president can get knocked over with a a, a gust. Oh, thank you, Christopher, for letting me go on that rant. I I saw John Ram last season. John Ram, the pants had, had loosened up a bit. I watched him in a tournament last week. That motherfucker was just holding on. I like him. I like John Ram. He gets mad out on the golf course. I like golfers that show some emotion. You get mad, you hit a bad shot, throw a club. It was the wind. You people are ridiculous, right? Uh-huh. Do you think he'll ever have that meeting with Putin? No. I don't think Putin will meet him. I think he's going to meet with President Z out of China as much as he possibly can. President Z is like a fucking ATM to him. Uh, I bet Kamala put Crisco on the stairs of Air Force One. I'm not going to say anything. Have you seen his wife, John Ram? No, I haven't. He's got a hot wife. Well, of course he's got a hot wife. He's a fucking golfer. Let's see. Hold on a second here. Let's see. John Ram's wife. 
John. Does he spell it J-O-N? John Ram. John Ram wife. And she she's all right. She's built okay. She's a javelin star. Okay. Now, motherfucker, I tell you what, if he wants to give her any damn kids, he's going to wear some fucking looser pants. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chinese dictator is Joe's pimp. Joe probably calls him daddy. <laughs> Boy, you know what? I would love to be sitting around with uh, with with Putin when Putin saw the highlight of Joe falling. Man, to see what his reaction would be, he'd probably be on the ground laughing. President Z is calling him. Hey, Vlad, did you see that shit? Did you see your boy? Oh, he ain't my boy. Down goes Biden. Down goes Biden. Down goes Biden. I didn't think he was going to get up after the third one. I thought he was like, oh, no, we've lost him. Kamala had the Bible in her hand. She's like running to find somebody to make her president. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie. I heard the call you made to MSNBC, and I wanted to say, isn't there someone that people can report this actually to? Would the FCC be the right agency to handle something like this? I'll explain it here in just a second. Hold on, let me get through this letter. Uh, In this case alone, it is clear-cut fraud that they are saying. I get so upset now watching the news or coverage of any story because I know it's probably only about 10% true. Megan. Megan, it's a great question. I I called MSNBC yesterday. Because one of their on-air reporters was reporting how awful Miami Beach was currently with all the spring breakers that were there partying uh, amidst a global pandemic. And he had pictures, and he tweeted these pictures out of these thousands of people who aren't socially distancing or wearing masks. Turned out the pictures were actually from 2019. And I called MSNBC because I think that reporter should be fired. He knowingly, he knowingly went on the air. Or Twitter. I, I, I don't know if they showed the Twitter pictures on his uh, on TV. I think they did, and I think that's why this is such a big deal. Um, personally, he should be fired. He knowingly, knowingly put up fraudulent news. You're fired. You should be fired immediately for that. Just like when Ron Burgundy said, fuck. Poor Garth. Garth was so upset. Poop. Get poop mouth. Get the poop out of your mouth. 
got fired. This guy put up fake news on TV. Now, we've been dealing with fake news forever. This was caught, though, immediately. Nothing's going to happen to him. Megan, I appreciate what you said. I'm not making fun of uh, of yours. You got to fire him. You got to let him go. This is bullshit. I'm tired of this. This is the world that we live in now to where we can't actually get the truth told to us anymore. I I don't give a fuck that it's MSNBC, and I know what they're trying to promote. They're a news agency, and they're promoting fake news. They're promoting false news. Megan, I I appreciate what you said here. Is there somebody called the FCC? The, The person that's in charge of the FCC is going to be sat by President Joe Biden. And I will tell you this right now. Joe Biden's not going to do anything to the media. He is not going to fucking jam the FCC down their throat. He'll send the FCC to go get all the radio people and all the people like, you know, rest his soul, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Anybody like that who's on the air? Ben Shapiro? I'd watch out if I were you. Good for you to stay on the Internet. I wouldn't be surprised to see if Joe Biden and, and Kamala, the Indian giant, somehow try to wrangle the World Wide Web. Something that hasn't been talked about in a while. There's been talk about the FCC controlling what you can and can't see on the World Wide Web. I'm deadly opposed to that. Deadly. Why does it surprise you? The MSN uh, does this shit all the time. Just like when they posted a video a few years back claiming that Trump was bombing Syria and it was from a Kentucky firing range at night. And those people should have been fired. You see, that's why groups like the FCC are there. The FCC would be the right group to call, but don't call them because they aren't going to do anything because they're ran by a guy who's put in place by the president. It's a cush job. It's several hundred thousand dollars a year. And you're in charge of the Federal Communications Commission. You've got it made. You aren't going to piss daddy off. You ain't going to piss Joey off. So you aren't going to go after the media. You'll go after the right-wing media. You'll go after all radio. You'll go after anything like Fox News, Newsmax. See, the way the FCC used to be was this way. Is if there was a, uh, if there was a Democrat in office, that meant more freedoms for entertainers like me on the air. When Bill Clinton was in office, I could say words like dickhead and asshole on the air. I could actually say, I could call people assholes. Uh, I think Dan Crenshaw caught them in another lie about the border the other day. They, well, there's another. That's a great one, Bradster or Brad ninety two, not Bradster. He's somewhere on here. Brad ninety two. 
Nothing was done to any of those reporters that reported that Donald Trump was keeping kids in cages, even though the pictures were from nine years before. Did you see all the Project Baritis videos of the Kid K? I, I've seen some of it. it like, hey, if he try to come here illegally, you're going to be put in a cage. Sorry. You, you're breaking the law. When you do something, when you break the law, and I detailed this yesterday pretty prominently, if you want to make it here in America, you have to now break two laws. We're giving you two laws, two strikes. We're giving them to you. First law is coming here illegally. And then the second law is when you steal somebody's social security number. That's identity theft. There's two laws they break. Why are we going to deport them? They do the jobs that we won't. What, the jobs of what? Fucking stealing identities? Oh, okay, great. Oh, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. Would you like to hear President States' plan? Here we go. Hold on a second here. Let's get the presidential music out, shall we? If I can find it. I don't know where it is. It's not there. I need the hail. Where is it? Is this it? That's not it. That was not it. No, that that that's wrong. Hold on. Let me go through this one more time. I've got a hail to the chief somewhere around here. And he goes, I'm retarded. Is that on is it on that one? No, it is not on that one. That's why I don't like messing with my board because then I don't know where shit is. And I get in weird stuff like this all the time. Come on, man. Hey, I'm looking for it. Just settle down. Jesus. All right, never mind. Uh, here you go. To to battle the 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 cry that we've heard for years and years and years. But President Arnie. Uh, those illegal immigrants come here and do the jobs that Americans won't. Okay. Fantastic. No, straight fire. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I agree. They take jobs here that Americans don't want to do because the pay isn't worth it. And what they can pay illegals is even but this is how you get Americans to do it to where it won't cost $20 each. I've got a solution for you. It's simple. Oh, it's simple, but it hurts. Uh, you can say goodbye to welfare. And adios Two, unemployment. If you got rid of those two things, 
Now, crime numbers will go up a little because there will be some people that will rob to be able to afford to get stuff. But if you're not there handling handing money to Americans to sit at home and not do anything, well, those people are going to want to eat, and you need money to eat, so you're going to have to go get a job. Now, maybe those people will get a better job, and then that will cause other people to fall out of line. But if there's no unemployment or no welfare to take, then guess what? They're going to take a job that sucks. Have you ever had a oh, real quick ass family? I want I want to know. Give me your worst job. I'm waiting to hear what your worst jobs are. Tim has already questioned me. He says, no, they won't. Well, where are they going to get money to eat then? If there's no welfare and there's no unemployment, the worst job you've ever had. Let's see. Douglas says, KFC, I hated cooking that delicious chicken. Arnie's keeper. I understand that. Bull semen extractor. Oof. Toilet scrubber at a trucking outfit back in the 80s. Wow. That's a job right there, straight fire. Uh, I've had my share of terrible jobs. I, I will go. Uh, uh, Tim says drug dealing. No, I thought he asked for the worst job ever. No, your worst job ever. The worst job you've ever had. Driving range attendant at Sunrise Driving Range. Dude, I went to that place all the time, Travis. That place was awesome. I love that driving range. I loved it that over the years I got better and better, and then finally I was hitting like six iron over that fucking net. That place was the shit. I remember the first time I hit a driver over that net, I was so excited. And then I realized how far that net was, and I was like, fuck, that ain't that far. All right, my three worst jobs ever. Taco Bell, okay. I would have to say Walmart. Uh, I did that at Auburn Valley Country Club. I love that job. Another place that I was a member at. Loved Auburn Valley Country Club. Oh, you had to fix all that netting? Oh, that sucks. I had to work as a, uh, okay, so I have to tell you the whole story here. So I worked at a footlocker at Big Town Mall here in Texas. And I needed a new pair of shoes. Well, I didn't need them. I wanted a new pair of shoes. My check was still like a week away. So I decided to take the shoes home in my size. I was going to pay for them, most likely, the next week when I got my check. And I thought that was okay to do. 
found out it was not okay to do, and they fired me immediately. And my dad thought I was just stealing shoes. So he told me, he says, all right, since you didn't value that job, and I did value it, I was going to pay for I think. Uh, he, he got me a job with this friend of his. My dad had some weird friends because my dad sold insurance, so he made some really strange friends. And this guy, this guy was in the promotions business. I, I'm sorry, in the CD promotions business. And he used to promote all these really strange shows. Not like not like Donkey Show or anything, even though I bet you he could have probably gotten that. Uh, I had to go and I had to do telemarketing, and I was I was awful at it. And it, it, telemarketing was at this strip club, or not strip club, strip bar, strip mall. And you walk in the room, and it's like four rows of desks. And they're the old school, like, you know, chair, you push it into the desk like you got in high school. And there's a telephone and there's call sheets. And you got to work for four straight hours. You got to make phone calls for four hours. My, my shift was five to nine, Monday through Friday. My dad did that to teach me a lesson, to value a good job, because there's some people, and I could not sell. I was terrible at it. It's terrible at selling. And by the way, what we were selling, we were, we, we were selling tickets to see country superstar Lori Morgan in a benefit for Down syndrome kids. Not kidding. I think I sold one ticket. One ticket. This was before Lori Morgan was a star. Oh, I hated that fucking job. That job was the fucking worst. Oh, and everybody in there smoked. I think I was like 16 or 17 at the time. You come out of that place and you just smell like you've been at a fucking bar all night. Uh, let's see. Uh, EGB3 says car seat reconditioning plant <laughs> sniffing farts out of old covers and seats. Oh, wow. That sucks. Tim says Auburn Valley has gone completely to shit. Fairways are half dead everywhere. Oh, that's no good. Uh, Addy says, wait, no, Kmart. I hated that damn job. I worked in the clothing area and watching people come by, unfold the clothes that I just folded, and then toss down, irritated the fuck out of me. I wanted to bash their skulls in with a mace. I, too, worked at a Kmart. Not one of my worst jobs. I had a terrible boss. And, and I was a checker, and I did not steal money, never stole any money. But I told him that, hey, uh, I, I was a part of something at, at the high school, and I had to be available on Friday and Saturday nights. And, oh, I couldn't work Sundays because my parents wouldn't let me work Sundays because they were all religious. I told them that, and they hired me anyway. I never had to work a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday at Walmart or Kmart. I hated that place. That place was awful. Not as much as I hated UPS. Mm, I fucking hated UPS. UPS sucked. I wanted to unload trucks. I didn't want to load trucks. Unloading is a lot better than loading. I lasted on that job for two and a half weeks. 
I'll never forget when I quit that the HR guy's like, you're quitting UPS? Dude, that's stupid. Ooh, trash shorting for Trex. Ugh. I think the last bad job I ever had, and it wasn't a horrible job. Like, I had to actually, like, when I had to actually work, it did suck because I had to do some fucking real manual labor. I, I met these guys at, at Hooters in Reno. I was drinking buddies with them first. And they owned, if you've ever been to Reno and you see those shitty, they used to own them. I don't think they own them anymore. If you see those seedy hotels that are right there on the strip at the end, right by when you're getting close to 80, that are right across the street from a Circus Circus, those hotels, they own those. They own like like four hotels there, and they wanted me to kind of be their, like, not necessarily handyman, but kind of janitor of the area, and they paid me well. But that job sucked, man. Because, like, you'd have to pressure wash the carpets. And, and some of those rooms had never been done. And you're talking, like, 50 or 60 years worth of just shitty hotel rooms. All the DNA and blood and smoke. Ugh, that was gross. That was horrible. Uh, let's see. Uh Tim Grassvalley says, LOL, addict. I worked in the garden department. I hated it. I just stopped going in. Turns out that is one thing that Kmart will never forgive. Couldn't get a job with Sears after they bought out by Kmart. Wow. I had a job when I first moved to Reno. I had a job at Big Five Sports. And the way I got the job was I had experience running a shoe wall from the footlocker I was fired from. Didn't mention I was fired. So I get this job, Big Five, and I think I was thinking, oh, I haven't made. I work at a sporting goods store. Well, I didn't know you had to wear a shirt and tie every fucking day. That place sucked. And I was always in the back. Even in the back, you have to wear a shirt and tie. If I know that I just have to run shoes all day and I'm not going to be out on the floor... You still want me to wear a shirt and tie every day? That lasted for five fucking days. I had to work six days in a row when I first started. I was going to get a Sunday off. I think I was 20 at the time. Still had a fake ID. Live, or 20, I was 21. Didn't have a fake ID anymore. Didn't need it. 21, living in Reno. Moved from Texas. Very, very depressed at the time. So I'm working at Big Five. And by the way, if you run their shoe wall, you realize they don't have good shoes there. Uh, I got my lunch. I had to work from like 9 to 6 that day, so I got lunch at like, you know, 1. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I went to Hooters for lunch, and I started drinking. Never went back. Called from there. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. I've been drinking. Fuck you. Yeah, I burned that bridge pretty quick. Uh, all right. But, yeah, all these fucking news people, they, these, these people shouldn't be doing the news. Oof. 
Let's see how I got text here. Uh, worked in a hotel for eight years. I was a manager of housekeeping, laundry, and breakfast. I saw all kind of things. One time, dude blew his head off in a hotel bathtub, left a suicide note for his wife and kid, and a $10 tip. Like, that's going to cover the hazmat cleaning. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, all right, back to the mail now. Uh, let's see, we'll do, uh, uh, not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie. Was that the day you met Robert Hoot? No, no, it actually wasn't. I didn't meet him for another few months. Actually, I was 20 at the time when I got fired uh, from Big Five. I didn't, I, I met Rob Kardashian. It was, uh, it was in October, the second week of October. That year, I was in Hooters, and I was watching the Florida State-Miami game. Never forget it. Uh, was drinking quite a lot. Spilled some chicken wings on my, my white shirt. I was planning going on to, to this club that night, Rodeo Rock Cafe, even though I had chicken wing sauce on me, I was still going to go. Uh, so I went, and I ran into these guys uh, who were doing a radio show in town. I was like, yeah, I'd listen to you guys. Uh, I did not meet him at Hooters, no. I met him at Rodeo Rock Cafe. Rob Kardashian was there. Very, very young man. Uh, all right, now back to the select. Arnie. How long do these migrants get to stay in America? I mean, is this the last time we will be seeing them as we check them in? This makes no sense to me, especially if we are supposed to, quote, follow the science. <laughs> David. Uh, I don't know. Does anybody know? Like, once they let the kids in, the kids are in, aren't they? Like, these people that are getting stopped at the border, are they getting turned around? Pretty soon, they're just, uh, pretty soon they're not going to be waiting and patient. We're going to see some bad shit happen at the borders. Just telling you. Get ready. Uh, not the term is criminal aliens. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> How long do the criminal a- let me let me Google that. Hold on a second. That, that, that's a great. I have no long no idea. How long do illegal migrants stay in America? How long? The typical undocumented immigrant has been in the U.S. for over a decade. There you go. So pretty much for the rest of time. That's how long they're going to be here. Migrant is used to make people have empathy. You're right, straight fire. You're absolutely right. That's what they wrote. that, That was them writing. You can tell David that, straight fire. I was you. They're here illegally. If you want to come here the right way and you want to become a U.S. citizen, I have no, no problems with that. I, I applaud that. I think that's fantastic. 
to all those people. Uh, that's what I'd like to – I would like to say that if I got to sit down with Joe Biden for a half-hour interview, first of all, I'd say, what do you say to those people who did it the right way? Suckers? Do you call them suckers because they did it the right way? They came to America the right way, and they followed the law, and they went through the eight- or ten-year class it took to become an American, and they became an American citizen? And now you're just going to bestow that upon people? What do you tell the people that did it the right way, Joe? That's what I'd like to ask. There'd be so many questions I'd like to sit there and ask him. And I would do it slowly so he could follow along and his handlers could push whatever buttons they needed to before he dozes off. Like using sex addiction addiction in, in addiction instead of pedophilia rapist. Yeah. Well, that's why. I mean, we look, I'd love to have that discussion on the show. We can have it right now, as a matter of fact, since you brought it up. Is there truly, I, and I, I'm asking this for my own well-being. I honestly am. I'd like to know, do you guys really believe in sex addiction? Stackar says, I'd like to ask him what his first time using the stairs. Tim says, Joe, uh, that's a great question. I like tapioca pudding. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Uh, except important them increase sex trafficking and abuse on other levels, like people that use them on farms and make them live in horrible conditions. These liberal white women don't want to hear about that shit, though. No, they don't. No, no, nope. No lack of control is what it is. Yes, unfortunately, I'm will- unwillingly... Willing recovering sex addict. Okay, now we have one here. Now, Tim, it, Tim, if you truly are, if you truly believe this, because please help me. I've been trying to figure this out for a lot of years now because I have dealt with my my deals of addiction, my alcohol addiction, and my pill addiction that I once had. I no longer can have alcohol. I, I, I can't. I can't sip it. I can't drink it because I can't control what I do with it. My body won't let me control. Same with pills. If two are good, four are better. Eight are amazing. Sixteen will help me sleep. That's the way it goes. Thirty-two, I'll be fucked up. 64, I'll be really fucked up. I can never have pain pills again. Oh, you were just being a smartass. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. This is what I don't understand about sexual addiction. I'll finish the thought out. Sex addicts can have sex again. I mean, I remember watching the, the, the Dr. Drew show about sex rehab 
You couldn't touch yourself. You couldn't have sex with anybody. One guy was talking about how he masturbates like nine times a day. So you cut that down to two times a day, you're 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 better. I I like like I said, I I, I I'm lost there. I, 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 I'm very lost when it comes to that. And, and look, I, I'm looking out for I want you to be the best person you can be. I just don't get it. No, I don't, but my neighbor thinks otherwise. When I got really friendly with his water hose the other day while taking a walk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, if I were to, quote, unquote, follow the science, the science would be like, well, I can't drink anymore, so I'm an alcoholic. If I'm a sexaholic, that means no more sex. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, people that gamble, those people don't gamble anymore. Nine times a day? That's when I was 16. I called that a Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. That, that's when you're developing and you're finding your body. Uh, all right, next one here. Let's get to it, shall we? Uh, let's see. We'll do. It. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, let's see. Straight Fire nailed it. No matter what your vice is, if you can't control it, it ruins your functionality as a human, and you have an addiction problem. All right. Dear Arnie, I really need some help today. I am serious about all of this as well. Okay, here we go. It, it, now, now I have to, I have to, have to help this person out because this is an Ask Arnie question. So, off to the trusty uh, band. Is the band ready? Is the band here? <clears throat> me, 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 me. There we go. Someone please go light some candles Damn, the hell did I get?
man, that is good. Holy shit. That's good shit right there. I should have done that as a TikTok video. Can I do it? I can do that. I can, Oh, I could do TikTok videos of the Ask Arnie songs. That's a great idea. Uh, did you say while eating wings and cooler, you know, eating wings at Hooters? Hooters. Eating wings and cooter. No, I said Hooters. That might be a better line, though. All right. Uh, all right. Back to this letter now. Dear Arnie, I really need some help today. I am very serious about all this as well. After the shooting at the grocery store, I'm starting to get more and more afraid of going outside. I know you're probably going to make fun of me, but that's okay. Seeing the highlights of what happened on the news really freaked me out. Is there anything I can do to help me get over this? Do I need to put my big girl pants on and get through this? I appreciate you reading this letter. Signed, Beth. Well... I'm not going to make fun of you. I'll let the ass family do that. No, and they they probably won't make fun of you either. No, this is and and honestly, I'm honestly surprised it's taken this long for me to get a letter like this. I mean, you got to think about the last 10, 15 years since. Let's look back. Let's let's go back in time, shall we? We all love to go back in time. Let's go back. We can go back to 2001. 9-11 happened. Think about everything that has changed since 9-11. I've never seen our country so patriotic for, I don't know, six, seven months. And then the fucking wheels on the bus fell off. And we've been on this downhill slide ever since then. Now, I don't know what it is. But, but we have a, a, a good aiming point at when it happened. I look back on that day. I think about that day. I remember where I was. I think about that day a lot. My dad was supposed to be flying. I was on the air. I think that was the first day that Americans realized, hey, we can be victims. And now we can play that up. And I think that we have a, a big victim mentality on, on, on our side right now. Because, man, this shit happens too much. These grocery store shootings. I mean, that's something that they do over there in in, in stand and they, they blow their grocery stores up because that's terrorism. This is a form of terror. To me, this is more terroristic. The guy walking into the grocery store, opening fire, is far more terroristic than what happened on January 6th. What this guy did at the grocery store is the definition of terrorism. January 6th was a plotted out thing. They, they had a direct place where they were going. This guy walks into a grocery store and opens fire and kills 10 people. That's what terrorism is. 
Did they plot it? Yeah, a lot of times they do plot it, but it's not plotted like this bullshit with what I was talking about before. January 6th was not an act of terrorism. It was a bunch of Americans who lost their fucking minds, and they rioted. This isn't a riot. This is a guy going into a store. Now, as far as Beth goes, I don't know how old Beth is, but Beth, if she's young, if she's in this 20-year-old category, let's say she's 25, 26 years old, okay? I'm double that. Fuck, I'm old. But I didn't have mass shootings growing up. We didn't have mass news growing up. I mean, we started to get it near the tail end of growing up. But we didn't sit inside all day. Even though we had MTV, we had a reason to sit inside all day. We still went out and played. We still went out and did shit. We didn't have school shootings like these kids have had to grow up with. I'll say that is pretty tough for a kid. I, 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 the one thing, you know, how they, they say, oh, kids have it so hard today. I will say this right now. I am, I am so happy that I never had to worry about a gunman walking into my school. I, 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 I'm, I'm throwing you guys an olive branch, you youngsters out there. Shh, don't ever say that again. January 6th was the biggest atrocity ever in the history of the U.S. How dare you, said in Greta Thunberg's voice. <laughs> Ghost of Nevada says, Dear letter writer, buy a pistol, go through classes of gun safety, and become proficient at shooting that gun. Get your CCW. You will not be as afraid because you are now trained on how to protect yourself, possibly other people. That's a great idea there. Thank you, Ghost of Nevada. Um, you're getting scared to go out. Well, you got you got to take back the streets. You you have to take that back. Whether that's doing a CCW or, and I think you know maybe. Arnie, I got you one of those stone coals, but I won't have it till April. Fucking hey, that's awesome! Thank you, Stackar. I'll wait till after April 9th. That's fantastic. Bravo. Thank you, buddy. Got one of those Funko Stone Cold Steve Law. I, I, need the, uh, I need the Willie Nelson one. Ooh, if you guys want birthday ideas, ooh, I can do my, oh. You know those Funko head things? Like, they're, they're not bobbleheads, but they're Funko heads. I need Willie Nelson. I need the ZZ Top one and the Smokey and the Bandit one. Those, uh, I'll start my collection out with that. And then you guys can just get me whichever ones you think I need. Whichever ones would fit my personality. But the Smokey and the Bandit one comes with a car. Mm-hmm. ZZ Top has, like, a drum set. Shit's pretty cool. Stackar, he's already come through. He's got Stone Cold for him. That's kick-ass. Maybe, you know what, we'll go. Let's see. You need to do an Amazon birthday registry. I should, shouldn't I? Or I should just put it on my website. One of the two. Uh, getting back to this letter, because I, I, I am going to go on the Funko page here during the next uh, songs. See which ones of those I, I need. Um, start small. Hey, if, if you're if you're not going to malls and supermarkets and things like that, go to smaller stores. Don't let them win. 
I, I, I can never let the bad guys win. I'm still going to fly on airplanes. I'm not afraid to fly. I am more alert now. Not that that's going to help me, but I am more alert when I fly. Go into convenience stores. Do shopping there until you feel like, hey, you know what? I think I'm ready to move on up to a grocery store. You shop at the grocery store for a while, move on up to the mall. After a while, you will be back on your feet in no time. But, uh, Beth, I'm sorry that that the world has gotten you that much. That sucks. And I'm glad that you listened to the show, and hopefully I can help you sometimes. So there you go. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next mail here. we got to get back to mail. Okay. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, uh, just wondering about something. Do you find what these spring breakers are doing is dangerous during COVID? I know that you used to travel for spring break, and just wondering if you would do it now. From Mike. No, I... I look, hey, I'm not the right person to ask. I, 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 I really am not. I'm not the right person to ask when it comes to this. Because... I think that's my newest big pet peeve in the world. It has it's not my newest, it's been my big pet peeve for a while now. And that's this this age group that I'm in right now. And all the cool shit that we did growing up and all the shit that we loved doing growing up, going to SeaWorld, playing with lawn darts, shit like that. That is now too dangerous and it's too cruel. For the younger generation to see. You know, because they're closing up sea worlds. They, they, they're getting rid of all this shit because it's awful. I'm the wrong person to ask. Because I don't think sea worlds should be closed. You don't like the way they got the animals out? Don't go. Fine, don't go. Don't take your kids, but don't try to shut them down. I, I, I hate it. I, I hate the way that circuses are treated now. Rodeos are treated poorly. You don't even know how well they treat those animals in rodeo. I ain't even going to get started on that. But you get these groups out there that are protesting, these animal rights groups, and good for them to have something to fucking go out of the house for. Because unlike Beth, I would rather those people stay in the fucking house. That's what's called a callback right there. Bam! But you got all these assholes. Saying you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. Well, let me just say it right now. Let me answer your 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 email here, Mike. <laughs> Go to spring break. I support every kid that's on the beach right now. You know why? Because I got to do it. I got to do it. I got I I I I survived. This is a true story. My first year going to spring breaks was in Matamoros in South Padre. I survived a Mexican cult. This is before cartels. A Mexican cult that beheaded two students from the University of Texas. I survived that. I'm good. I'm good to go. I survived a a Matamoros cab ride. You don't know what a Matamoros cab ride is? Take one. 
See, if you can say that you survived a Matamoros cab ride, these kids should go. For fuck's sake, it's spring break. How much more of their youth are you going to steal away from them? All these poor kids in high school that didn't get to play football this season. I feel terrible for I really do. Oh, because I, 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 is it in here? Please say it's in here about what COVID is. Oh, I, I found it yesterday. Where, where, come on, come on. Oh, what happened to it? It's nothing more. I, I, for, oh, God damn it. I'm going to look for that fucking story, too. About, hold on a second here. Let's see. Let's open this. Um, Let's see. News. There it is, right there. Okay, good. I have it for the next segment. Good. I can lose my brain to begin that segment. What the actual fuck? Stop being a sheep and go live your fucking life. Why would they stay home? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, Brian, I'm with you. I, I hate the fact that now now this generation, my generation, is saying, oh, no, they shouldn't be doing that. These kids should be at the beach. They should be getting impregnated. They should be doing as much cocaine as they need to be doing. I don't care. It's spring break. God damn it. All right, last email here. We'll play a song, and then I'll come back, and I'll update you on the Funko stuff that I need. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I've already found that story. So, all right, last story here. Last mail. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, dear Art. How many Rangers games do you think that you'll attend this year before you get sick of seeing them lose? Wow. Sorry, bud, but I think they're going to be terrible again. Signed, ha 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 from tomorrow. Opening day, motherfuckers. Who's ready? Who's ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm fired up, motherfuckers. So a week from tomorrow is opening day. Arnie, oh, I got, I got, I just got this text in. I'll, I'll read the text after I read. Let me, let me do this mail first. Uh, I'm supposed to be going to the game on uh, April 5th, opening day, Rangers, uh, new ballpark, Globe Life. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Fuck the Blue Jays. The Rangers will lose probably 60 or 70 games this year at least. The Rangers are going to be awful. But they are going to suck. Well, 60 or 70 games, that means they win 100. Okay, they'll lose at least 100 games this year. I will not get sick of seeing them lose because I'm so happy that I live in a town that has Major League Baseball again. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. I'm actually in a good mood about it. 
and I am happy as a clam that I get to see my beloved Rangers. I don't care if they suck. But, hey, it's baseball. Um, and then Zach texts me a question. Arnie, how do you feel about the push for broadcasting interns to get paid? Um, I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't. I, I Look, I think it's wrong that there's some places that say, oh, the interns, they can't work without getting paid. I did. I was an intern. Nothing relied on me. See, nobody relied on me to do stuff. I had to do stuff to earn that trust. That's what you do as an intern. Now, if you're paying them, then that means you entrust them with something. That means that, oh, the buck doesn't stop with the DJ. The buck stops with, well, it can start with now this guy. Before, it was like he's just the intern. No, he doesn't know anything. Now, if you're going to pay him, they should know something. It's one of those things. Uh, it Six in one hand, half dozen in the other. It's okay. I don't have a problem with interns getting paid, and I don't have a problem with interns not getting paid. I never got paid. I wanted to get paid. Should I have been paid? Yeah. That video of the picture I sent you looks pretty good. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right about that, Trap. I hope. It's the only thing I got going. Rangers ain't got shit this year. They might fucking call me out of the stands. Gotta get my arm working. Uh, doesn't the word intern mean free work? You're getting paid with experience and you're learning. Yeah, that's the way I always thought. But hey, you know, they, places are gonna say, hey, you gotta pay him now. Then hey, there you go. I, I I think it's a mistake, but that's me. Honestly. That's just me. Uh, all right. The phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Boy, boy. Man, Joe. Joe. I can't wait to do this story about Joe. We got two things before that, though. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
Funko page. Now, there, there's a couple that I, I wasn't able to find, which kind of has me scared. Uh, those are my big ones. The ones that I want. Smokey and the Bandit, ZZ Top, and Willie Nelson. Those are the most important ones. Then I found some other ones. And these things are like $11. Okay. So I got any of the Kenny Powers would be fine. Tattoo from Fantasy Island would be cool. 
Either of the Freddie Mercury's fine. There is an entire Run DMC Jam Master J set that would be kick ass. Evil Knievel with the cane. Tom Landry. Elvis Blue Hawaii. Mr. T, WWE setup. Macho Man Randy Savage. John Wick. Any of the Dwights from The Office would be great. Jason Voorhees. Lemmy. The Water Boy, Bobby Boucher. There you go. So I got one. Seventeen of them on there. See, not bad. That's 17 gifts. You guys could get those for me for my birthday that's in a few months. Um, this is just out. This is this is a news story I saw it yesterday. Are you ready? I, I, I want to. I, I think I want to collect those now. I, I like them. I think they're really neat. I think a lot of them, they come out, like, I just don't want, like, you know, the one Willie Nelson. Like, I'd want to have Willie and, and, and Elvis, and, you know, if they had a George Strait one, that'd be cool. If I don't get any, no big deal. No big deal. A new study out of the University of Glasgow. Ah, the kilt wears. Suggests that the virus that causes the common cold can kick COVID-19 out of your system. The benefits might be short-lived, but rhinovirus is so widespread, they add, it could help suppress COVID. I didn't think about it, but I should have. With all the weather changes that have happened since the beginning of the year, what happens when people all of a sudden get a change in the weather? A lot of colds. A lot of people get colds. A lot of things are blooming sooner. And we've seen this gigantic drop, and it's not because of all the vaccine yet. It's because this is nothing more than the cold yet again. And I, God damn it, you know I hate that. Now I need to find out where this is, because if I'm going to sell this fucking bit all the time, is I hate doing this. You want to see my pracker? No, I don't. But thank you. I appreciate that. Where is it? Because I, I'm going to put this in. Uh, there it is. It's on number four. If you haven't heard me say this before, listen now. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Is, is there another way to do? Oh, you, you know, there is something we can do. Let's see. Let's see how this sounds. Well, I don't well, want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. One more time. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yeah, that that was it right there. That was the money shot right there. It's the cold. Uh, this is true, with the exception of a very small minority, nearly impossible to have multiple viruses infected your body. I can't remember the term used, though. Uh, let's see, uh, created common cold. The benefits might be short-lived, but as widespread, um...
They do a lot of stuff here. All I want to do is talk about how I was right. That, that's the main thing. I've never heard anyone who loves reverb as much as you do. Well, hey, sometimes you, if you got it, you got to use it. I mean, come on. Now, you think that's pretty dumb? Now, do we remember? Can we all go back? Y'all want to go back in time one more time? We got to go back in time. Remember when Donald Trump was talking about how bleach and stuff can eradicate it? And he's like, well, why don't you just shoot that in your arm? And then people said he wants people to shoot bleach in his arm. Do you, do, do, do you, do you remember that? You remember that? When Donald Trump told people to inject themselves with bleach, well, we've had our moment. Joe Biden has said, and I do quote, uh, he he did this. Let's see. uh, He went to Ohio State's University James uh, Cancer Hospital, and he said, and I quote, Dogs may help cure cancer, not a joke. Um, Dogs can smell cancer. Oh, absolutely. But he he didn't go on any further than saying that they could smell it. Well, we we, we know, Joe, but they can't cure it. Smelling it and curing it are two different things. By the way, the media is not roasting him. Play video content. Where's the video content here? Oh, of course, they go back to Trump suggesting UV rays. That's not what he said. God damn it. Fuck you, TMZ. Oh, for the love of God. Well, well, oh, this is this is breaking here. Are you ready? Y'all ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, I I need to also, uh, where? You know how I, I talked about it last week and we all joked and we all laughed. Ooh, you need to pair. I'll look that up. I'll look the Wayback Machine up. I like that. Remember how we talked about how stupid it'd be if Meghan Markle would run for president? Well, it seems that Meghan and Harry, the Markles, have teamed up with Genevieve Roth who was pretty much in charge of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. Now, if that doesn't get you, well, get ready. This is what her newest strategist, this Genevieve Roth, has said. Meghan and Harry. 
All white people have internalized racism. All white people, including Harry and half of Meghan. According to her essay, she and she's married to a black man. Ross cites as an example how she casually mentioned to her husband that her license plate was nearly expired, and he got very upset, telling her if a cop pulled him over, he could get killed. Really? Ross's opinions on racism can be interesting because, as you know, Meghan and Harry claim a member of the royal family was concerned about Archie's color. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I mean, honestly... They are trying, look, you have ruined the word racist. You don't even know what it means anymore. Well, white people are just that way. I've heard the president of the United States of America, who was a black man at the time, say it. I've heard plenty of countless black people have come out and said, you cannot be born racist. Racism is something that is taught. So now we're not to go with science? And you are you are born racist, according to the Markles and new science that's out there. I am just stop, just stop. If I'm, it, you know what? I can't say if I'm Megan or Harry in this situation because I wouldn't be either one of them because I'm not a fucking asshole. What they're going to do with this would be the complete opposite of what I would do with it. So they are going to run this down everyone's throat. How oppressed Megan has been her entire life. This girl, I, look, I, I, I told you, I see it. On, I see the writing on the wall. She's working with somebody that worked with Hillary. This is not a joke. And all white people have internalized racism? What does that mean? Can't you just say all people have internalized racism then? Wouldn't that be saying the same thing? Oh, wait. I said all people. Come on. She's going to run for president. Just letting you know. Get ready. I don't think that she has any shot at winning. I I, I, I didn't think Joe Biden had a shot at winning. I mean, and that, that's back when we had a, a, a president that was at the top of his game. And I didn't think Joe Biden would win. We, we have a president who's a fucking dumb shit who thinks dogs cure cancer now. But by the way, that will be my talking point for the next four years. Joe Biden said the dogs can cure cancer. Yes, he said that. He said that at Ohio State. Just remember he said that. That dogs can cure. Bubba, cure cancer. Bubba. Bubba, come here and cure my cancer. All right. Uh, holding a briefcase on TV to making $150 million from Netflix. Now, yeah, right? Uh, life is so hard holding a briefcase on TV to making $150 million from Netflix. Now she's going to survive. Oh, we're going to hear about how oppressed she was. 
how her father was probably even a racist. Because she hates her daddy already. No no reason why they not keep throwing his ass under the bus. Do you know who is more black than than her? Navin Johnson. That was Steve Mur- Steve Martin's character in The Jerk. He was more black than Meghan Markle. No, I, I don't have cancer, but if Bubba comes here, he'd just get rid of it. it, it it's in my body because dogs cure it, according to Joe Biden. So now, now uh, according to what Sawyer's dad says, and, and yes, you are 100% right on the stupid meter that only white people can be racist, then where does Megan fit? Because Megan is half white. Tara Top is more black than Meghan Markle. I mean, seriously. Shit, I would say Harry is. This is so, these two are just a joke. What the fuck is this? Wow, oh, oh, fucking hey, thank you, Addict to Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, All right, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent well, and horrifying just... news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The United States Supreme Court today will hear oral <laughs> arguments in Coniglia versus Storm. A case that would have sweeping consequences for policing, due process, and mental health. With the Biden administration and attorney general from nine states urging the high court to uphold the warrantless gun confiscation. The administration is urging the Supreme Court to allow cops to enter homes and seize guns without a warrant. The background of this case is simple. In August, of, and by the way, this isn't a Second Amendment thing as much as it is a Fourth Amendment thing. Second Amendment is being uh, fucking eviscerated. Uh, Edward Coniglia joked to Kim, his wife of 20 years, that he didn't use a certain coffee mug after his brother-in-law had used it because he might catch a case of dishonesty. The quip quickly spiraled into an hour-long argument. Growing exhausted from the bickering, Edward stormed into his bedroom, grabbed an unloaded handgun, and put it on the kitchen table in front of his wife. Then he asked her, why don't you just shoot me and get it out of your misery? He was trying to stop the argument by being dramatic. Well, that didn't work. He took a drive to cool off, but when he got home, the argument flared up once again. This time, she decided to leave the house and spend the night in a motel. The next day, she phoned home, no answer. Worried, she called police. 
and asked them to do a welfare check. When they arrived, officers spoke with Edward on the back deck. According to the incident, he seemed normal. And he said he'd never commit suicide. Well, uh, however, none of the officers had asked any questions about the factors relating to the risk of suicide. In fact, one of the officers later admitted he didn't consult any specific psychological or psychiatric criteria. Still, police were convinced that Edward could hurt himself, and instead they he head to the local hospital for psychiatric evaluation because he never threatened it, though. Wait a second. Edward agreed only after police falsely promised they would seize his guns while he was gone. They wouldn't seize his guns while he was gone. Compounding the dishonesty, police told uh, Kim that Edward had consented the confiscation, or he consented to it. So this is just police lying? And you want police to be able to go into a house? No. No, I no. The Supreme Court shouldn't be listening to that. No, the Supreme Court has other shit to listen to. What 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 the fuck is going on? Are we just handing our rights over left and right now? Is that is that all we're doing? Oh, we don't care about the Fourth Amendment. Oh, you cops, you want to come in the house? No problem. Yeah, come seize everything we got. By the way, how is that going to go over in a bad neighborhood? And by bad neighborhood, I mean an ethnically diverse neighborhood. Cops trying to break into somebody's house to take their guns? That ain't going to fucking fly. So you need to change that headline. Look, look. I know I'm not supposed to do things like this on the air, and I, I'm, I'm not going to actually tell you what to do here because it, it actually would be illegal for me to do this. But let, let, let's say that I knew somebody. I had a friend named Arnie, and Arnie had legal guns. Arnie would turn in all his legal guns. Now, now, I'm going to have some guns that aren't registered, too. Arnie's not going to say a word about that, because if somebody breaks in my house, I have the opportunity to kill them. I'll say I forgot to register that one. It's worth it. My safety is worth it. Wars were fought over shit like this. I'm saying, I I hear you. They want you to be. They want to be able to go into your house. Okay, we're going to confiscate all the the guns too. Why? Because because we had an argument. A man and wife after 22 years had a long argument. Bad move on his part to bring the gun out. I I mean, look, he's trying to be dramatic and flary. No, don't bring the gun out. That was a stupid move on your part. Well, we are two months into this administration, and this is happening. Hmm, I think Trump was right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's a 
I, I'm just telling you right now. It, it just got text. There's no way I'm giving mine up. Okay. Hey, I hope not. I hope you don't have to. I'm just going to let you know. They know where you are. They know what you have. Why? Because you have registered guns. Look, I think registering guns. You know, you want to go back to something with Christopher and I? We'll go back to that voter ID card. What happens to law enforcement out there? I know I have law enforcement people here. When you get arrested, you get finger uh, fingerprinted, right? You get fingerprinted. In some cases, you get DNA swabbed. I guess in all cases now, whenever you get arrested, you get DNA'd. What happens if you're allowed to go? Like they find you not guilty? Like the thing you've been arrested for, you are not guilty of, you are innocent of. What do they do with your 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 fingerprints and your DNA? I, I honestly would like to know. Hustle is in the house. Uh, let's see. I'm glad you clarified because I was ready to get arrested just to get fingerprinted. Fingered? Uh, was I saying fingered? I meant fingerprinted. My bad. Police officers use fingerprints to identify defendants by comparing prints. Blah, blah, blah. They could be on file for a variety of reasons. See, I, I've never understood that. I, and I'm the biggest proponent of law enforcement out there. But if they take your fingerprints and you're actually innocent, shouldn't you get those back? And there shouldn't be a database. If they've taken your DNA, there shouldn't be. Your DNA should be taken out of there, right? And that's exactly why I got arrested, just to get those fancy fingerprints. You remain in the system? Wait a second, isn't that kind of unconstitutional? Isn't that against the Fourth Amendment? I mean, my prints are on file for a reason. I was drunk driving. I got arrested. I was breaking mailboxes. I got arrested. Hot Mamas has never thought of it like that before. No, it, it's one of those things you got to think about. Like, let's say, let's say that you're arrested. Let's say you're at a, a concert and somebody sees you and somebody's got a black shirt on like you and a black hat like you, and they rob the snack bar and they arrest you. You fit the description. It's not you though. They take you downtown. They fingerprint you. They do all that kind of stuff. Then it turns out it wasn't you. Tim says fingerprints can be used to eliminate you from the pool of suspects just as easy as it can be used to accuse you. Why am I in a pool of suspects, though? 
because I did something 20 years ago and they still got my shit in there? Or even if I didn't do anything 20 years ago, why do they got my shit in there? My shit shouldn't be in there. That's what I'm trying to say. I understand what you're saying, Tim. But if I didn't do anything wrong, my shit shouldn't be in there. If I'm getting fingered by a cop, he better be hot. I'll request two in the pink, one in the stink for better DNA sampling, of course, because I'm a bad girl and might get caught again. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I can't talk sometimes. I know. Um, All right. Let's see. All right. So Joe Biden says that dogs can cure cancer. That's a new one. I did not know that. By the way, did anybody get to see uh, Kamala, the Indian giant? Douglas says it's been 19 years and two days since I got arrested. Wow, the time flies. Yeah, it does. I'll be coming up on uh, April 6th. It will be 24 years to the day. That's the last time I was arrested? Yeah, that was the last time I was arrested. Wow. Wow. I look at it like this. If the Supreme Court allows this kind of behavior to continue, we'll only uh, alienate them from most of Americans. If anyone has forgotten, the Supreme Court has ruled before that slavery was okay and blacks were inferior. That is true. But that was a different time. Just saying. I can't, I can't impugn the, look, America thought that was okay. Not just the Supreme Court. America thought it was okay. The world thought it was okay. And then we found out it wasn't. I mean, there had to be an inkling in the Egyptians' minds when they had the Jews enslaved for, what, 600 years? There had to be an inkling that some of that was wrong. There had to be an inkling in, in, in plantation owners' mind. It was wrong to be doing that. I know that the whole country's. Dogs can climb the fuck out of stairs, too, Joe. Come on, man. Oh, Joe's never going to live that one down. Come on, man. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yeah, we know. We, we, we know he was a fucking, t- he was awful. China still thinks it's okay. Oh, they love it. Right, schmites there. Have no right. And by the way, you, you want? Do you really want to know what pisses me off? I, I'll tell you something that pisses me off. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Is when these fucking people from our country, fellow Americans, when they decide to travel overseas. What was I saying? I just got, oh, God dang it. God damn it. What was I saying there? I had I had such a good point to make, and I lost my train of thought. <sighs> I 
Oh, 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 my biggest pet peeve. There it is. There it is. Okay. When Americans go overseas and they decide to act like complete assholes. And they decide to do something that's outside of the customs of the country they're in, and then they're arrested for it. And they do not try to claim diplomatic immunity. They don't try to do that. Uh, I have rights. As soon as you flew past those international waters, all your rights were gone. You have human rights? Yeah, but are you going to see a human rights lawyer anytime soon in China? Probably not. The greatest story ever was that fucking punk-ass kid who went over to Singapore. Motherfucker decided to do some graffiti on the wall. And by the way, over there, it's illegal to chew gum in public. So this motherfucker decided to put some graffiti on the wall. Well, that's illegal there. They don't like that. And it's punishable with like eight lashes. And everybody Everybody, well those those Americans are Americans, they have rights. Remember it was a few years ago that three Americans uh quote unquote accidentally crossed over into Iran on a hiking trip? It turned out they went into Iran on purpose. And they were being held, not given food or not given water. Kind of like the old boy in North Korea, the guy who got home and the next day he died because he was being fucking treated like shit in their prison camp. Should it happen? No. But once you, I, I hate Americans that leave the country and think that their rights still follow them there. I got due process. No, you don't. You will not have due process anymore. Douglas just sent me this. Twitter says calling Ahmad al-Awahi Alisa, the shooter, a white Christian terrorist does not violate its misinformation policies. (laughs) You put something up there that is anti-Joe Biden and you misspell a word, they will take that shit down or they'll put that little block over it? This guy is from Syria, and he has been identified as a Muslim. So he is not a white Christian terrorist. That is misinformation at its finest. Yeah, and there it is right there. That's something else that's right on the reverse of my fucking pet peeve. It's right there with it. It's on the flip side. When we give rights to people not from here. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Fuck you. And we don't even have to be here in America to do it. Hashtag Captain Phillips pirate. Serving time in Indiana. Motherfucker didn't break the law in Indiana. It's 
Sometimes I think our media makes the Chinese state-run propaganda media blush. Well, I'll say this right now. I have never considered... I, I, I know that I'm a podcaster now. I have to... Look, let me, let me pull back the, 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 the sheet. I have never looked at Twitter as a means of media. And never will. It's a part of social media, and social media is not media. Uh, when I was doing movie reviews for the radio station, radio is still part of the media. Now, I am no longer part of the media. I am a I am my own independent broadcasting force. I know that I have more listeners than a lot of radio stations in Sacramento. I, or in Dallas, even. I know that because of you fine people. I've never looked at bloggers as journalists. I would hate going to movie premieres and you would sit in there. Sacramento is a great example. In Sacramento, I knew pretty much every movie critic in town. Every real movie critic in town. There's Mark S. Allen. And I think there's one other legit person. I think she works for the Sacramento Bee. You should see all the media passes, though. And these aren't the radio station giveaways. These are the actual quote-unquote medias. These are all a bunch of bloggers that have little websites. that have five or six people who read their little things. They're not... They are not journalists. I just saw this on uh, Marjorie's status uh, less than a month ago. The U.S. bombed Syria, and now a Syrian refugee shoots up a grocery store. Why is nobody linking these two? Makes you think. Yeah, it does. I mean, And we started bombing Syria after we were told bombing Syria is terrible. Oh, we shouldn't be bombing Syria. Syria is a good place. How dare you, orange man, bomb that place. Yes, but are you influenced by influencers? No. No, I'm not. And, and they're horrible at it. I mean, you have to put up on the site that this is a paid advertisement to influence. Like, I'm getting paid to talk about this product, and I'm not a good spokesperson because I don't know how to not sound like I am reading. I actually had to tell somebody that once. Uh, I, I worked with this girl in Reno uh, when I was doing the sports show, and she had this air check with our program director. Now... Uh, program director, he wouldn't question me because he knew I was solid. He knew I knew what I was doing on the air. She, on the other hand, she would voice track, and by voice track, I mean she would record shows all over the building. She worked for every station that was in that building. And he wanted to air check her. And the reason why he wanted to air check her was to make her better. What it is is they, they'll listen, they'll record your, your your whole show is recorded all the time. And 
they go back and they listen to it. And they nitpick and they go, okay, you said this, you said that. You say this phrase too much. Uh, the last time that I was ever air-checked, it was over uh, how many times I was saying, you know. I've cured myself of the you know button. Now, there are crutches that I have when I talk, and you guys, I'm sure, have heard the crutches that I use. I know I I stutter a lot. I say I, I, I a lot and do things like that. That's just to keep me in my place. But I used to use the phrase, you know, a lot. And I had to go and listen to the CD, and I think I said it like 15 times in a one-minute break. And after like four times of hearing it, you start to cringe every time you hear it. Ernie L's, and then you cure yourself of it immediately, and you start picking it up on other people. Ernie L's is the worst golfer to be interviewed because he uses you know more than anybody else. He used 30 you knows in a 40-second interview. I was blown away. I was like, he is the king. Mm. Well, these influencers, they, they do terrible reads. That's what it's called in the industry is when you do a read. And this girl's getting air checked. And she comes out of the air check and she's all pissed. She's like, do you know what he said to me? I said, no, what? He said that you that they don't pay me to read promos. Uh, that's exactly what they pay me to do. That's my job is to read promos. She didn't understand what he meant. She was that dumb. I had to sit her down. I said, sit down. Sir. I said, yes, you are paid to read promos. But you are not paid to read promos. She goes, I, I don't understand. I said, it sounds like you're reading on the air. Vice President Kamala Harris laughed while responding to a question from a reporter who was asked Monday. That's somebody reading. Kamala, the Indian giant, she laughed while she was talking to reporters the other day. I said everything just there. Didn't sound like I was reading. And that's all these influencers do. So I've never been influenced by them because I think they're awful at what they do. Uh, I hate getting company emails asking me for to be an influencer. It's stupid, and I don't want to paddle your crappy products. Fucking hey, come to me. I'll paddle whatever shit you got because I'll sell the shit out of it. Now, getting back to the story that I was giving you the example from reading from, Kamala Harris laughed at uh, reporters yesterday. When they asked her if she planned on visiting the border. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> ho, ho, <hi-o. laughs> oh, oh. Oh, by the way, also, this just in. Kamala Harris does not salute the soldiers who greet her at Air Force Two. I found that out yesterday. Something that has been in practice as every fucking president has done it since Ronald Reagan and vice president has done it since Ronald Reagan. Salute. Not Kamala. Not the Indian giant. She ain't playing that game. 
And don't give me the shit, well, she didn't, she didn't serve. I don't care if she didn't serve. Fuck, a lot of these people didn't serve. George, fucking Donald Trump didn't serve. He still, he still saluted. Ugh, that's gross. Damn. Why was she laughing that she wasn't going to the border? Obama did one, uh, did that one time uh, to the Marines in front of a Marine One at White House, and the pilot checked his ass immediately and made the president go out and salute the Marines. Good. I'm glad. Children present at our border who are fleeing violence, who are fleeing prosecution, who are fleeing terrible situations is not a crisis. We feel it is our responsibility to humanely approach the circumstances and make sure if they're fleeing prosecution, we shouldn't want them here. That's Jen Psaki's own words. They're fleeing violence, fleeing prosecution, so you know that fucking bad people are coming here, yet we need to put them up. No. No, man, this ain't like your third cousin, Elroy, coming into town out of nowhere, giving you a call at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, can I, can I uh, camp out in your, uh, in your driveway for the night before I get back on the road? Well, that's hospitable. What we're doing is fucking bending over and letting Elroy come in and live in the fucking master suite for the next six years. I love how all these people that are running our country are so educated. They're so smart. They're so uh, evolved as human beings if you will, that they don't know simple things. Here's a simple thing. If you feed a stray cat, that cat will return to your house. And if you keep feeding it, it will continue to return, and probably other cats will come along with it. That is exactly the exact same thing that is going on right now at the southern border. By the way, this isn't going to be the first. Oh, oh! once all these people get in and through, I'm just here to tell you, this is a small batch. Wait till it's a group of like 50 or 60,000. Right around the corner, my friends. Just saying. Uh, to be fair... On prosecution and subjective, how many gun owners will be prosecuted when certain gun laws come into effect? That will make them bad people all of a sudden? I see what you're saying. They're temp. Sure. But if you were under prosecution trying to go to Canada for that, just being under prosecution, 
they are not going to allow you in. Yet we allow people in here. I don't see what the problem is. They, we're allowing all the people with prosecution. I'll just say it right now. We are... Boy, this is good. This this sucks to say, and and I hate saying this because I know what will cause gun control to happen eventually. Because even right now they're saying they don't have enough to get gun control to get the ARs off the streets and things like that. They don't have enough votes right now. God forbid. And, I mean, how many more of these mass shootings do we need to see? I, I, I'm with you guys. I, look, look. I don't know what, what can be done to stop them. I don't. I honestly don't without your freedoms being trounced. But I am sick and tired of hearing about things that happened like in Las Vegas at that concert. Or any one of the schools that happens. We can fix the schools. Schools one's going to be easy. I've already fixed it. One way in. That's it. One way in. All the doors opening to the outside still open to the outside, but you can't come in those doors. There's only one way into the school. Uh, don't forget the hundreds of thousands of migrants spawn that will decide to jump the border. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they're fleeing tyranny. Our entire country was founded on the destruction of tyranny. Don't get me wrong. I don't like our borders spilling over with illegal aliens either. But at the same time, I don't want to be uh, begrudge their reasoning for wanting to be here. Richard Jenny said it best, 10,000 illegal immigrants can't be wrong. They aren't escaping tyranny. They're coming to America to where we give them shit for free. That's not tyranny. It's not like that they have a crude, crude, crude uh, awful leader who's fucking burning them in the town square. These people are coming to America to solely get health care, to get free food, to get a free education. They want to make their kids' lives better. Hey, great, just fucking illegally come to America. If you want to say it like that, I can go along with that. But to say they're escaping tyranny? I, I I I have a very hard time with that. The Mexican government is hand in hand with the cartels. They don't do anything to protect them. Most of these immigrants coming up aren't from Mexico. By the way, most of Mexico is hand in hand with the cartels. Tyranny. I have a squirrel moment question. Uh, does the AF 
half pilot change with every president, Air Force One, uh, co-pilot change with every president. Today? I have no idea. Air Force One or two pilot. Okay. Uh, if there are no more guns, even for criminals, man would find other way to kill in large numbers. Yes. Dude, those fucking, uh, the Columbine kids had gasoline. They had Molotov cocktails ready to go. They had bombs ready to explode. I'm, I'm with everybody. Let's ban guns. Let's fucking get rid of guns. And then that fucking thing that happened in New York a few years ago that almost got Savannah Guthrie. Sadly, it didn't. The guy who rented a fucking truck from Home Depot and killed eight people, ran them over dead. In the name of Allah. Are we banning pickup trucks now? Are we banning rentals? Did we ban air travel? Thank you. Mm-hmm. They actually enforced migration laws, and the Migra performed their raids again. I feel like people would feel, feel like the former residents of California did. Um, if the millions of Mexicans that moved here illegally stayed and fought to change their country, they might be freer than us right now. I Look, hey, here's the thing. I get it. Hey, man, America is the shit. We got water parks here, man. Dude, we got Chuck E. Cheese. They got Chuck E. Cheese in El Salvador. Hell no, they ain't got that. They ain't got animatronics. We also have this really cool-ass thing here called running water in an infrastructure. I don't feel bad when I put down other places because the writing was on the wall for everybody. These highway systems, these ways to make our countries better, it's not something that everybody held on to, held it close to the chest and said, oh, this is how we're going to be fucking thriving. I have no problem sending all the Chuck E. Cheeses to El Salvador. <laughs> no Chuck E. Cheeses in El Salvador? Well, damn, now I can never go there. I know, right? I don't even think they have an Arby's. I understand why people want to come here. This is why I don't want to leave. There is no other place in this world that will give me as much as America gives me. By gives me, I mean that is attainable for me. I, I, I have no desire to see how, you know, people live in Italy or France or things like that. Hey, they've been doing it for millions of years. God bless them. I don't care. I just don't. Is the donkey show real, though, or is that just a myth? Oh, it's real. It better be real. Not that I'm going to Mexico anytime soon. I've heard it's real. 
And hey, you don't have to like America. If you, you don't like you don't have, you don't have to like it. Even if you live here, you don't have to like it. Nobody says you have to like it. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. And if you don't like it that much and you want to talk shit all the time, then get out. Go someplace else. I'll bet you'd be back. I'm just saying. What, are you going to move to Australia? You get bit by a funnel spider? Okay. Maybe a crocodile will chew you up and then a, a, a kangaroo will beat you up. Still not as good as here. Nope. Nope, still not as good as here. Uh, I understand, too. I just wish they would embrace the American ideals, the ways and ways uh, that made it so great to begin with. Well, they want to they put their own flair on it. They think they're going to make it better. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. That's why they want to change it. They think they're making it better. Honestly. People like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer right now and Joe Biden think the way that they can make America better is by getting rid of guns. That's not going to do anything about making America better. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an honest question. That's not being flip, and that's not being a dick either. If you love insert country here, why not move there instead of us? Every time somebody would, like, like I would talk glowingly about Texas living in California, and I would not put California down the way I do now, but I wouldn't put it down. I would just talk about how great Texas was, and people would always be like, well, why don't you move back there? If you miss it so much, I said, it's in the plan. Well, lo and behold, look where I am now. I'm back. Guess who's back? Back again. Move to that other country. If you are, if you think it's so much better there, then find the legal way to immigrate to that country. Go there, and and and, and do you there? I say more power to you. Good. God bless you. Congratulations for finding your spot in this world. I feel pretty lucky because I found my spot a long time ago. I know I should be broadcasting. And that eventually someday I'll be broadcasting in Texas, and that'll be my perfect spot. I I have nothing more to prove. I love coming on and doing this show each and every morning for all you guys and gals here that are part of the Ass Family. You guys say you hear it in my voice all the time, how much better I sound, how happier I sound. I'm fucking great, man. I live here. I was driving the other day. I just, yesterday when I went to go pick up my Leonard Skinner shirt, I be I had the music loud. Wind is down. I was just like, wow, fuck, man. I'm back home. This is awesome. It was great. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh Talked a little bit about this yesterday. I guess it's back on. May 29th. Wait, hold on. May 29th. I don't know where it's happening. There you go. This is just for you. This is the reverb. It is happening. 
Evander, the real deal, Holyfield, will be taking on the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. They're not saying how much each guy's making yet. It has been said that <laughs> that Holyfield turned down $25 million for this fight already. Wow. I wonder how much Mike's getting. Fuck. May 29th. All right, we'll see. Well, I, I don't know. Hey, I hope it's on. Can somebody, oh, oh yeah, uh, let's do that. Yeah, let's do this. Can somebody please help me? Why is this a headline? Aaron Rodgers wants reassurances he'll be future quarterback for the Packers. How, how, how long does he want to be named? They gave him a roster bonus last week of $6.8 million. They didn't alter his contract. They they aren't going to fucking sit him next year. The motherfucker won the MVP last season, didn't he? Why why do people keep messing with with Aaron Rodgers? Can, Can they just leave Aaron Rodgers alone? He's happy. He's got a shitty fiance now. He had a shitty girlfriend before with fucking Manica Patrick. Now he's got Shaylee Woodley, even though she got a boob job and she's got some tiggle bitties now. Who doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers, barring an injury, Aaron Rodgers is the starter of Green Bay next season and the season after most likely. Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, boy. I've, I've got to do this story because otherwise I'm going to fucking. Well, hold on. Before I do that story. Let's go back just a couple steps about leaving this country. And how bad America is. How awful America is. This is how awful America is. We don't have things called honor killings. I know. I know that is awful. I wish we did have. We don't though. Now they do have them in Egypt. So maybe if you don't like America, maybe you'll like Egypt. Let's see. An Egyptian doctor is beaten and thrown to her death from the sixth floor balcony by her landlord, doorman, and neighbor in honor killing for inviting a male colleague to her apartment. So she invited a male colleague to her apartment, 
And the landlord said, oh, we can't have this. The neighbor said, no, no, we can't. And the doorman said, well, I want part of this, too. So they took her to the roof, and they threw her off. Oh, she, she died. She died. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Strict social codes need to mean it's considered deeply shameful for a woman to be alone with an unrelated man, though the law does not expressly forbid it. The men, by the way, have not been charged yet. Honor killings. Yeah, America's fucking shithole, man. Straight Fire says, did she have her clitoris cut off first? They like to do that, too. Asking for a friend. <laughs> it doesn't say. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, a digger search, uh, a deeper search. Uh, let's see. Let me get rid of that one now. Okay. Oh, hold on that one just in case. Oh. All right, yeah, you know what? We'll end with these two. Well, actually, we'll just end with this dumb bitch. Yeah, all right, here we go. Can we have an honor killings for politicians who violate the Constitution? I think that would be a happy medium. I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. That one right there is fantastic. Great one. We can all get behind that one? Yes. I don't know if anybody has paid any attention to this Demi Lovato character. I, I don't necessarily know who she is. She she's a, a pop singer. Was she on Idol? Was she? I I don't know what she's been on. I nor do I really give a fuck. But I want to do this story because I think it's important for people like me to read this story from people like her so I can help other people instead of doing what she's doing. The 28-year-old pop star, oof, she is rugged for 28, was asked to talk about her return to the limelight following almost a decade of struggle with addiction during an interview on CBS this Sunday morning. She's, she's had two huge relapses. She suffered three strokes and a heart attack. Details of which will be shared in a YouTube documentary called Dancing with the Devil. So this to me is a person. And look, the... the I don't know Demi Lovato. I've never met her. But when I hear shit like this, th this is the stuff that scares the shit out of me because celebrities are fucking idiots. Um, she calls herself California Sober. 
Now, I never had to uh, have, uh, I, I, knock on wood, I never had a stroke. I never had anything really horrible happen to me, except DUI, and I could have died. I mean, but I didn't. And I drank a lot. I, I mean, when I look back, when, when, I, when I look back on how much I drank, I drank a lot. And then when I look back on the pills I took, I took a lot of pills. A lot. Well, I'm going to explain what California sober is because this is a woman who had, once again, once again, I'd like to point out, three strokes and a heart attack at the age of 28. I really don't feel comfortable explaining the parameters of my recovery to people because I don't want anyone to look at my parameters of safety and think that's what works for them because it might not. That's about the only thing that she said was smart right there. What California sober is, is well, you drink a little bit and you smoke a little weed. That's California sober. Somebody decided to write this to her on Instagram, and I'm telling you right now, she opened herself up to this, and I hope she understands and learns from it and takes it the right way. Somebody wrote to her, and I hate seeing this, but uh, at Demi Lovato, I want to let you know that you are not a role model for recovery from opiates. You claim that you are California sober is an insult, a stroke, brain damage, blindness, and hearing loss, and you still drink. Such a waste of talent. Wow. Let, let me, let, let, let's see. Oh, Urban Dictionary. Decide, de, uh, you are abstained from all drugs except marijuana and alcohol. Uh, by the way, uh, those are drugs. Just want to point that out. Just want to point that out. You can't say you're sober if you drink. The end. If if you haven't had a drink and you're you're smoking weed, you can say you're sober because you're not drinking. Her saying she's California sober, that's the stroke talking for her. The problem is, is that kids are going to hear this. They're not going to hear people like me explaining what she's saying is wrong. This is a woman who cannot, uh, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, I, I'll bring out the AA Nazi shit here. You cannot control your addiction to alcohol or drugs, Demi Lovato. You can't. You've had three strokes by the age of 28. That's not hereditary. You've had a heart attack. You've had all this shit happen to you. That would not have happened to you if you didn't go at it full gusto like that? You are not sober, honey. You are not sober at all. I could go out today. I could drink a beer. I could come home and I'd be sober. That's sober. You're not. I lost. The alcoholism has come back. Because I will tell you, this is the way it goes. I've seen it. My dad never went through the 13th step. 
I didn't. Thirteen step is you're back in a bar. I didn't go. I didn't take that step. It's hard enough getting through the first twelve. I didn't want to have to redo them. And now she's telling kids, "Oh, it's okay. Just smoke a little weed and and, and drink in moderation." We don't know what moderation is. People who are addicted to substances have no idea what moderation is. At my height of addiction, I chewed 12 Norcos at a time, four or five times a day. Oosh. Yeah, that was the EGB3. Uh, my doctor says I should have been dead. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. 12 was my starting, the, the 12 was the starting batch. As soon as the show was over, I would take 12. Let those kick in a little bit, feel a little good, then boom, another 10 or 11. Oh, yeah, hey, I've been right there with you. But now what Demi Lovato was saying, well, hey, in California, I can just have a half of one. No, you can't. Because this is the way the mind works of an alcoholic. I went out yesterday, and I had a beer. And I was successful. I had a beer. I was able to drink it and then leave. Today, I'm going to have two beers because I can have just two beers. And then I'll leave. Sure enough, I go there, two beers, leave. Look at that. Now I'm not even planning on just going out to go out and drink. I'm going to drink whenever I go out because I can have a couple. Maybe I see an old friend somewhere, and that two turns into six. Look at that, man. Holy crap. I made it to six. No problem. And if this is a week or two weeks, by that second week, I would back at my old tolerance of when I was 25. And do you know what will happen to me? I will die because my body is aged 25 years. So no, no thanks. No thanks to being California sober. It's just sad, man. Uh, let's see, who's the girl that sang the rehab song? They tried to make me go to rehab, I, I said, said no, no, no. Amy Winehouse. Uh, this bride is going to be the same way. Amy Winehouse, who didn't want to go to rehab, well, she died, died, died. Uh, I'll never drink uh, again as long as Uber charges the prices they do. I was going to break my year and two months sobriety, but then Uber wanted to charge me over $100 to go downtown when it used to be 15 Fuck that. I'll stay sober. Jesus. Let me just say I've never had an issue with addiction unless it's coffee, so it's not that big of a deal. Well, there you go. There you go. But there you go. So, Debbie Lowe, I, I, I mean... Do it? Do I make the? Uh, I'll do it now. I I don't care. Wednesday, March twenty fourth. I'm making a prediction. You know what? I'm gonna write this prediction. I'm actually gonna write this down. 
write this down on uh, someday in December, in November. Demi Lovato. Lovato. What's today's date? March 24th. Did anybody guess what I wrote? I forgot that was with two 100. Oh, Jesus, fentanyl patches on. Holy shit. When I was in detox, uh, there was a a lady that used to ring out her detox or or her fentanyl. And I don't know if she drank it or if she she injected it. But she would would take that because it's like a Band-Aid that sticks on you and then the medication gets in you. And she would take it off and then ring it out. Uh, Brady Kid says, we'll be back in rehab. I wrote, Demi Lovato, rehab or OD? <laughs> we'll die of COVID. <laughs> unless, unless she figures out what real sobriety is, I'm sorry. To me, that sounds like, look, and this is what it is right here. I'll tell you right now what it is. When I quit drinking, I wanted to stop. I wanted to be done drinking. I was sick of it. I was done. Same with pills. When I was done with pills, I was done. Sick of it. I didn't want it anymore. Demi Lovato's not there yet. She's not. She's not done drinking. I would chew it up at the end. Okay. All right. Demi Lovato is not done. When she is truly done, she won't be drinking anymore. That's just the way it is. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for me today. I appreciate it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Uh, until then, and tomorrow, look at that. Tomorrow is Friday Eve already. Holy shit, man. You guys just powered through. Pump day, pump day, pump day. Good on you, motherfuckers. All right, I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. So until tomorrow, adios, everybody.
Is outside waiting to arrest him. 